It won't be three hours. I feel like the three. Uh, I'm glad like you're recording to, now because then you can put that that clip <laughs> at the end. It I I really don't think it will be. I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Order. What? Then name the system Order. Loki religion is an ancient weapon. You're no match for a good flash. We're coming up on Aldron. You may stop and ready. On the Alder Explosion Explosion Network's official countdown to Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, it's release day, and we're talking about the movie. My name's Dylan Blight, your Jedi Master, and joining me, my Padawans, I'll fuck it all upgrade. It's the last episode, using our Jedi Masters too. Finally! Upgraded. Yeah! Yes. And we're better than Anakin, because we're actually Jedi Masters. Are we on the council? You're allowed on the council. Yeah, yeah fuck it. All rules are out the door these days. You're all on the council. Uh, Ashley Hobley. Hey, excited <laughs> to be here. Everything is fine. <laughs> and Kira Marchin. Uh Excited to uh, see Ashley break down throughout the course of this podcast. Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, late on the nineteenth of the twelfth, twenty nineteen. Uh, we all went to midnight release screenings of the Rise of Skywalker early this morning. I have then been to it once more, so I've seen it twice. Uh, so what we're going to do on this episode is give our overall thoughts on the movie, give that a bit of a discussion, get you so you know what we're going to be talking about, how we feel, and then we're going to be using a article to break down the movie's plot kind of bit by bit, and then we've got a couple uh, Twitter Twitter questions to answer uh, as discussion points. So let's get into it. I'm going to start with... Ash, since he was making the funnies, what are your thoughts on the final movie in the Skywalker saga, The Rise of Skywalker? It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> not even sure if it's good. Um, there are a lot of choices made that I wasn't happy with. I'm sure I, I, I went out thinking, out of the cinema thinking, is this what the people who didn't like uh, The Last Jedi, who weren't the racist, thought? <laughs> is this how they felt when they came out? Who weren't racist? Sexist? <laughs> is that what these people felt like when they walked out of the last Jedi? Um, because, yeah, it just, there were just a lot of baffling choices. Uh, obviously, we talked previously that I, Last Jedi is my favorite film out of the Star Wars films. And it felt like they were retconning or, or like pushing certain elements of that to the wayside, um, which was disheartening. Um, and it just felt rushed. It, there was like no, barely any character development for any of the anybody except probably Kylo Ren and uh, Ray in the entire film. I I would say Kylo has the most for sure. Yeah, yeah. like by a long shot. Yeah, and then Ray has a little bit, and then nobody else changes bit. as a character else, arc yeah. or anything through the entire film. It, it is yeah. incredibly convoluted. It's about getting from point A to point B to point C to point D. <laughs> and, I mean, and the fan service was just a bit over the top. Like they were trying to stuff as much stuff in here as they could to make fans happy. Um, that it, it got a little bit. You're like, you can see what they're doing. They're like, you're ch- trying to manipulate people to feel a certain way about this film, and it's I could see through that. But yeah, I feel like it was rushed. I feel like. The choice to release it when they released it, especially after bringing J.J. Abrams in so late in the process, was a mistake. Uh, I think including Carrie Fisher in the role, 
that she played in this film was a mistake. And I'm sure as we go through this podcast, I'll point out many other mistakes. <laughs> or <laughs> what, or um, choices since, that since I don't I'm, agree with. Well, if you had to chuck a score on it, what would you give it? I don't know. I feel like I need to see it again, knowing yeah. that's the story they're telling. Because I think that the acting is still very good. Some of the action scenes are really good. Probably like a six, six point five. Okay, higher than higher than you sound. Yeah, I know. Talking about it, actually, but I, I grade everything pretty high. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Kieran, <laughs> how are you feeling? Um, so just as like a as like a starting point for this, there were still several points throughout this movie where I got goosebumps. Like not heaps. There were still a couple moments where I enjoyed it or. I got goosebumps. But the thing that I went away with coming out of the theater was internet outrage culture ruined this fucking movie and ruined the end of Star Wars for me. Because watching this movie, and it was a very meta thought I had going through my head the entire time, was that whoever's written this, whoever's gone through this, has sat down, gone to the internet, gone to Twitter and has just written down every question somebody who's been outraged has asked. As just every question. Oh, wh- what's Snoke? Who's Snoke? That gets answered in like the first half an hour. There's so many questions of little bits and pieces that I'm like, oh, you're just answering this so people don't get pissed off. You're just trying to give people the answers that they want to hear. And that's really fucking annoying. One of the 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 plot points for Ray. Is is like one of the things that people have been like, people who have been outraged have been asking for, and I'm like, this pen holds this movie, this pen holds Ray storyline, and it really, it's really shit. I think no risks were taken in this movie, or any time it looked like they were going to take a risk, they quickly fixed it and put that risk away. There's one of the risks that actually made me go, holy fuck. There's a death in this movie that made me go, holy fucking shit, what the fuck. And I was like, even though I was really sad and heartbroken by it, I was like, fuck, okay, they're going to do something with this movie? Mm-hmm. Not like 30 seconds later, it's fucking retconned and fixed. And I'm like... This, this is, is a f- spoiler cast. You can just say what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were going that far into spoilers, but but Chewie's face... Like, if, if anyone's listening to this show, they should know it's they should. a spoiler yeah, cast. I was not wanting to dive... Okay, Chewie's yeah. fake out death in this Ugh. movie actually pissed me off because I was like, hey, when it happened, part of me was outraged because I was like, holy fuck, you're sending Chewie out like that? Holy fucking shit. But then also at the same time, I was like, holy fuck, Ray just used force lightning and fucking... Destroyed a spaceship that had fucking Chewbacca on it. And then that those feelings got quickly replaced 30 seconds later when they do this really fucking obvious cut of, oh, we found a really important person down on the spaceship on a second shuttle. Ha <laughs> ha! Door opens up and Chewie stood there. I'm like, fuck's sake, you idiots. Why? It, it, it just is, makes everyone... This like this. It just makes the... Th- trio that we're following look like idiots because they didn't notice a freaking another shuttle flying off yeah it's like <laughs> it's so fucking dumb i'm like why i'd even have more of a thing if that scene wasn't there and later down the track when ray realizes that chewie's on the fucking ship that moment happens separately and then i'm like you know what that's a little better that's not that's not great but it's a little fucking better i feel like the only character like <sighs> 
this movie, now looking back retroactively at the trilogy, makes the trilogy seem like nobody had a fucking clue what was going on from point A to point, like, to the end. Like, it doesn't seem like there is an obvious, like, decision that is, this is where this storyline is going, except for Kylo Ren's. Kylo Ren is the only uh, path or journey that I'm like, cool, that has, like, an obvious start, middle, end. It has a good build to it. Everything else feels like they were making decisions by the seat of their fucking pants and changing shit. Well, I can confirm they was because it's well known that uh, they were rewriting and getting new copies of the script like daily nearly while they were filming the movie. And like it was just being rewritten and rewritten and rewritten. And that, <laughs> and that, process, is, and that process is me feeling this way. Like that, that, that flows into the movie. The whole Palpatine shit... You know what? If the reveal of Palpatine being her grandfather, which everybody's been asking for and one of the most obvious fucking decisions they could have gone for, if they'd done that in a cool way where looking back throughout the little bits throughout all of the movies and go, oh, fuck, yeah, that was right there in front of us the whole time with little hints. But it wasn't. But they still tried to make you feel that way. They still tried to make you feel like they had done that. And I'm like, no, this is fucking stupid. And... It just feels like there was just no thought or no dedication to Star Wars, which really shits me and really pisses me off. That there's mm. no, like, there was no overall somebody going, this is what the entire story arc is. This is where we're going with it. And it's like, it's so frustrating how they use and change characters. All of Leia's stuff felt fucking jarring. Like, you, it was in other times where they have done, like, you know, on the other hand, where they did um, Tarkin in Rogue One, where the actor is completely um, dead. Redone That's because it's a real away. actor there. It's a real actor there. Is is great. This stuff where you can fucking a hundred percent tell that Carrie Fisher is not there and not in the scene, and it's just like somebody's hitting play on a different scene at the right moment throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Just make it so shit. Like, just make me feel like. It's it's done like a really weird disservice. I think yeah, they, it's they a disservice some... to her and her acting. It's it's yeah. just like it, I don't know. Like I've I've I'm so unsure of where my head is with this movie, and I'm so passionate about it because, and I blame the stupid fucking podcast because I care so much about Star Wars now <laughs> because of how much we've talked and gone into Star Wars and how much I look at Star Wars and think about Star Wars now narratively and. It just feels like this wasn't the last movie. N- like stuff that happened in this movie is shit that either should have happened in the middle section of the trilogy or storylines that should have been stretched out and better thought out throughout all three movies. Because there's like fucking the bit where Poe where Finn's like, Poe, what's up with all this stuff you can do and all this shady business? I'm like why the fuck are you asking this now? In the first movie, he fucking hijacks a TIE fighter. And you're like, oh, and now three movies later, you're like, oh, how do you know how to do this stuff? What is your past? It's like, what the fuck? Why is this here? I fucking hate Poe's character throughout most of this movie because I feel like anything done in the last couple movies and in the fucking book is just pointless for Poe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Poe just got redone as a character. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Like, this just, a whole lot of this just feels like nobody has connected things. And it just, I don't know, it doesn't feel good. So, 
I um I've a review up explosionnovel.com of course. I gave the movie a five. I I think before like diving more into my thoughts, it's like like pre I'll, I'll say up front, it is s- sad to be disappointed by the mm-hmm. finale of uh Star Wars movie. Like this is the first time I've walked out of a Star Wars movie disappointed. My like, brain fully. my brain was trying to do everything it could going out of the movie. To make me believe that I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I I was too. I was very much in denial for quite some time. I was like, yeah, but you know, blah blah blah, like blah, blah. you know, like, and then like I was doing the whole thing of maybe if I watch it second time, I'll enjoy it more. But then I watch it second time, I'm like, no, like, it still still doesn't work for me. And it's really yeah, it's it's quite a weird thing. I think that the one difference between like how I feel and how those angry people uh, about the Last Jedi though is that I'm just like, well, that sucks, but oh well. You know, there's more Star Wars things, and there's, yeah. you know, what, it, like, I've, it's not the end of the world compared to, well, that's it. I'm going to, like, at fucking JD Abrams and be like, kill yourself, you fucking, like, ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I mean, it's, that's, like, the big difference between, like, being those people and, and this. But um, I think, like, my opening paragraph from my review probably, like, sums up how I feel about the movie most, which is I wrote, what The Rise of Skywalker has made me realise is just how good Marvel's Avengers Endgame is. That film released earlier this year, and just like The Rise of Skywalker, it is an ending to a saga of films that will, of course, continue in some form in the future. Avengers Endgame offered up a huge film that hits emotional heights and wraps up the Infinity Saga with a grace in its final moments, while Star Wars ends its Skywalker saga with some glue, sticky tape, and a checklist of things fans said they may like on Reddit. And that's kind of how I feel about the movie because it's just a whole thing. And also things that you both brought up, I brought up in my review, like uh, everything of Leia, I didn't like at all. Um, I think it's it's like it, it doesn't feel like she's present at all and that's because she's not. And then it makes it seem like she's just a horrible actress because she's just not responding correctly and not very much in the moment there. I would have preferred... See, I was open to this when they talked about it because I didn't know how it would look in the final product. Now that I know what it looks like, one of my biggest things i wish this movie had done is just what i thought they were going to do when i walked out of the last jedi <laughs> like just yeah. just had her die off screen and i would like have that thing her, open crawl her Good fucking story. death in this fucking movie because a there is throughout the whatever because of the, the stuff they've got there is no unless you you know more about you know the, you've read the book or you, you've thought about it there's no inkling that leia is sick in this movie like, there is no movie that she is sick or that she is weak or anything in this movie. And then all of a sudden, she's like, all right, I'm going to go trot off to my bedroom and do this one thing, and then I'm going to pass away. And it's like, what? Well, she she uses the last remaining energy to contact Kylo, and then she dies, I guess. But For some yeah, reason. It's, for no apparent reason. For yeah, some reason. It's, it's, it's also just not very impactful because they can't film with her actually there so it's just the way it's shot and yeah. presented is just they've done it all really shadowed weird, and obviously. stuff and if they if they'd shot that scene differently and had her actually on set and like appear to kylo or you know anything like that then obviously it would have been way different but yeah and then um my other big thing for this movie is the, the stuff ash was talking about before obviously like we i ranked the last jedi as my favorite sales movie as well so i feel like anyone who ranks the last jedi like top three or whatever like if you consider if you consider that movie a good movie or whatever it, there's no way you can watch this and not feel like i wouldn't say they're retconning anything because they're not like straight up changing stuff but whenever they're wherever there was a, a possibility to 
be like, eh, like turn this here, like change this a little bit, swerve this, you know, change this, whatever. Like anything from The Last Jedi that they could change, especially stuff that the fanboys hated, they just went about doing it. And the only stuff that they kept, it was like, and then it was like JJ was like, you know what works that I like from Last Jedi? The whole force connection thing. What a great idea. That was Ryan good. Johnson. That's I a great that idea. I'm, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm going to keep that part. And then I think the other thing that makes this movie feel so rushed and hectic, like, and it has so much happening is because, and that's what I wrote in my review. I, it honestly feels like JJ was like, you know what I'm going to do for the last movie? I'm going to take my idea of episode eight and my idea of episode nine. And I'm going to tell both of those plots in one movie really fucking fast. And I'm going to skip any like, moments and we're just going to rush through them. We're going to get to the end really fast. What, what fucking, like, <laughs> what baffles me? And, it, and they try and connect it. They try and connect it to the original trilogy. Is that they get to this, they need this mission, and all of Bar Leia, all of the Resistance's major characters or leaders or generals just up and leave. And they're like, we're going on this mission, guys. Bye. Like, Poe doesn't do it. Like, it's just like Poe's leadership role in the resistance just doesn't exist until well the to be end fair, where it's like to be fair the same is true of the first order when the supreme leader's running around looking for some tiny device when he's got an entire armada of people who could be doing it for him yeah that's also very true it's just like the point we left the do you think the, the emperor left- is going around looking for freaking sith devices by himself no, uh, he was at some points. You know, he no, takes Vader. He takes Vader and does it. He takes. Ba- well, he's banging someone at some point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, the uh, the um, <laughs> that's uh, well, that's our overall thoughts. So, we're, since we're just talking moment by moment, we might as well start the breakdown because I, I think, uh, Karen, what would you give it if you had to chuck a score? That was the last thing. Like a five. Right. Like yeah. I'm on a five. You're on a five. Ash is on the six six point five. So there we go. That's a, it's a good time. I will, I will say before we do the breakdown, as much as I gave the movie a five, my biggest hope for this movie going forward. And I don't think that this is an excuse for how bad I think the movie is, but I'm hoping over the next year or two that extended universe material can help improve the movie. And you can be like, well, how's that going to happen? I'm like, it can. Like it, like extended universe yeah. material inst- made my love for the prequels improve. So I think the exact same thing Here's could what's happen. Gonna this happen. Movie. A is going to come in. She's going to change the timeline so none of this happened. Well, <laughs> since you said Ahsoka, I, I was wondering when I should bring this up. Who wants to pay me money because Ahsoka was in this movie? What? Was her was her ship in this movie, and that's why you say you're so her voice is in the movie. Oh, her voice oh, is yeah, yeah, but that doesn't yeah, count. No. <laughs> That doesn't it count. Counts. It's an original line record, recorded for the movie. And if I sat through the fucking credits, because I'm like, I heard it. And I was like, <gasps> that had to. I was like 99% sure. And then the first, <laughs> that you know, I sat there through the credits when it got to all the voices. And it was like Ashley, the uh, Sokitano voice there. Also, and uh, Kane and Jarrus. Hayden Christensen was on. And Hayden Christensen as Anakin was in there for New Lodge. Yeah, anyway. You know, yeah, that, that, that right. moment. That moment. For, <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, so what we're, what we're going to be using for the breakdown is uh, over at lifehacker.com.au, one Chris Jaeger, or Jaeger, I don't know how we're saying the person's name, uh, wrote a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker full breakdown. So that is what we're Good using work, to go thank for the you. movie. So thank you very much. You saved me the You saved the <laughs> Dylan crying over his iPad or laptop as he was uh, <laughs> rewriting some of this. Pretty much. 
so it says Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker kicks off with a traditional space crawl. We learn that Alpha yep. Emperor Palpatine this is the, the first big bad gag. from the original. Tr- this the is- dead speaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I nearly, I got to admit, when I was reading Kroll, I was like, okay, like, strap in. like. <laughs> it's like, it's like, fuck, all right. And then said, I'm like, like a family guy in Kroll, the dead live. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it's just like, oh, you, you robbed us of the moment of people realizing that Palpatine's a thing still. Even I though mean, you it tried to. It was in the trailer re- for a reason, I guess, because it was just going to be. In but, opening crawl and everything's there. It's just, yeah. Um, the big bad from the original trilogy has come back to life, or maybe he was never dead. Either way, he has informed the whole galaxy that he's back in business and ready to rumble. By the way, the part of the crawl where it's like he's left a message across the galaxy, um, I'm pretty sure that message is what they played in Fortnite. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous to say. I'm not even joking. Like in that Fortnite Star Wars thing. At the end of that event, time slowed down and Palpatine uh, sent out a message. The message that plays in Fortnite was not in the movie at all. And it's like broadcasting over the entire island of Fortnite. So I'm pretty sure that was a Fortnite exclusive. (laughs) Fucking So if we want Um, the uh, director's cut of uh, Rise of Skywalker, we're going to get a shot from the Fortnite world as that message is played. Yes. Uh, Kylo Ren, the newly christened Supreme Leader of First Order, is hellbent on tracking Palpatine down, not to join him, but to terminate a perceived threat to his leadership. We cut, we then cut to a poorly choreographed, <laughs> I didn't realise they put their own thoughts into this in such a summary, but yeah, sure. Uh, we then cut to a poorly choreographed slow-mo fight scene between Kylo and a bunch of alien henchmen who are guarding a mysterious gizmo. This is a Sith Wayfinder, basically a plot device slash MacGuffin that acts as a GPS to Palpatine's secret homeworld. Um... This fight scene was really weird. There was a moment where he like slid backwards that I guess was like him using the force to push himself backwards, but I was it was it was weird. I liked it. Oh, Same thing you liked in the movie or Ash, no, Ash, Ash, things Ash I liked something. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I mean, I thought it was just whatever. I I never liked liked it or disliked it i thought it was fine i, I gotta admit at this stage of course when i'm watching the movie i'm like okay like we're going we're going full in like st- straight away like he's i've got a sif holocron on screen i'm like full cool like this is awesome like we haven't seen like holocrons in the movies before you know obviously they're in like the animated stuff a lot and whatever else i'm like cool I'm, I'm like let's go let's go let's see where this goes uh, after seizing the Sith Wayfinder, Kylo heads to the Sith homeworld and confronts Palpatine. Surprise, surprise, they decide to join for- forces. Turns out Palpatine has been pulling the strings all along and had been using Supreme Leader Snoke, the bad guy from the first two movies, as a puppet. So, Tick that I off mean, your checklist, bingo players. Just tick that one <laughs> off. Snoke's, Snoke's uh, past realized. Tick. I nearly, I think I nearly laughed out loud when Kylo was, oh, hold on, I'll say my positive for this whole scene. Kylo comes in, lands, like the the way the whole planet was looking with the lightning and like creeping, going down that giant elevator thing and like the statues, all that yeah, shit was really fucking cool. cool. I was and like, that's a reason I want the art book because I'm like, okay, cool. I want to see the art book. I want to see the design of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, design of everything is still top notch. Yes. Holy fuck, we're going to a Sith temple. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yes, this sounds great. Um, but then I nearly laughed out loud when he, Kylo starts walking along and... Palp- he's like, 
uh, Stokes trained you well. And he's like, I killed Stoke. He's like, uh, I I created Snoke. I'm like, oh my God. Every, every voice inside your head. Then you hear all those voices, Darth Vader, all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just like, because I was like, why? Because I just, I think this automatically, I'm like, oh no. This is like my first strike of like, oh no, please don't tell me this whole movie is just going to be a bunch of appeasing the problems. He's thing, an old man. He could have basically dementia. Basically turned out to be. Yeah, could be just Ugh. rambling on. No. no. Well, I mean, so then it, it sh- the case, like, as the camera pans across. What as is Palpatine's stuff, plan in this movie? Um, that is a very good question. He wants very, to. Very good he question. What is his end goal? Empire. He wants to flow into Ray and become Ray and make no. Ray Empress. I think, I think all of that was bullshit. Is what I've decided at the end. Because, all right, let's break it down now. No, right? no way you can call that bullshit. I don't think they've put that much effort of thought his, into making his, that bullshit. No, I think it just, none of it makes sense. Because his first, obviously the first thing he says to Kylo here is, you help me out, I'll make you emperor. Then he wants, then when that doesn't, doesn't go through, he wants uh, Ray to strike him down so he, he, she'll become the empress. And then when that doesn't happen, he says... He gets all cackly and is like, yes, well, the true emperor now reigns or something like that. All this sort of stuff. So, and also I just, like Palpatine as a character, it doesn't make sense for him to actually want either Kylo or Rey to take his place. I think, I think you're putting too much thought into this, mate. Like, honestly, (laughs) for this whole movie, I feel like you're putting too much thought into trying to make this make sense. Because for for how it played out, because you're thinking, and I, I completely understand, you're thinking... This is how my brain perceives Palpatine. This is how we've been told Palpatine works throughout the entire course of fucking Star Wars history. But it just doesn't seem to make any kind of sense in terms of this movie that they've thought about him like that. Because it all, when he starts like fucking sucking them, like their life energy out of them, to be, it's like he doesn't, it's like he's only just realized that that's a thing. It's not no, like that's I a plan. That's his, I think that was his plan the entire time. That's, that's what, what I would I, like I to believe was his plan all that's, along. I'd love to believe. I'd love to believe. And it, I wish the movie, movie would back up that. that theory. Like for him to like, have see, been manipulating is- them to be together through the entire yeah. series see, even. I, I, I'm going to do a lot of this. I think there's going to be a lot of this as we go through the story here. But I'm going to have to... A lot of things like this, because of how fast-paced the movie is and how rushed it feels, it doesn't give you time to actually for the movie to fully explain a lot of this stuff. And that's where I'm hoping maybe ex- extended universe Come material on. can help. I'm like really looking forward fully, to like, that novelization. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So, but I do believe. I do believe. By the end of the movie, I did believe that the jumbled mess of Palpatine's plan was he was moving Ray and Kylo like chess pieces to get them there together to suck their power out. That is what I believe the end of the movie was. Karen's just shaking his head at me. I, I can't. I physically can't. Like, I want to believe that, but I, I just can't. Like, it's just, it's not even just because of Palpatine's storyline that makes me believe it. It's because of this whole, this whole movie is a thing just screams like, okay, so if they've thought this out really well, why have they not thought this part out really well? Or what? Like it just, I don't know. It's just a, it's a mess. It's just a big mess that I, I can't. It's like we're trying to sticky I, I think tape like, a, like a lot of the movie, a ball of shit. A lot of this movie has good ideas buried under a lot of other shit. 
So it's like the the Palpatine returning thing. I don't think is a terrible idea in concept. I just think how they've executed it in the movie is bad. I was so hyped for Palpatine coming back from all our discussions about how it was going to happen from all of our, you know, theories. I was so fucking excited and all of the possibility of that theories becoming true got fucking deleted in the first like 30 seconds of this movie. Just we're gone. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Fuck. Fast. Uh, he looks cool though. Out here that. That, With the robot thing. Yeah. The, the, yeah, all of this stuff looked fine. Yeah, there's no part of this movie that looks bad. Okay. I'm never like all that. Oh, apart from Leia, Leia looked bad, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the okay cut out paste. So Leia. I never have to um, bring that up again. That it looked it looked good. The rest of the movie. No, it, it <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's un- you can it, you can say everything looks good. But not I'm, as okay, good. I, not as cinematically beautiful as what I thought Last Jedi was though. Like I really loved how Last Jedi looked. I didn't get those same feelings throughout this movie. No, the different sorts, different some shots. This one's a bit, maybe yeah. not uh, everything. Yeah, okay. There's some like really good shots. I I like the most. Like even like when Kylie comes down here at the start of the movie, and it goes that really big wide, and because he has his lightsaber lit up, like you can just see like his red saber off in the distance with this spec kind of walking through the blackness, and then like all that sort of stuff around. I, like that sort of stuff is was I thought impressive but um yeah it's it's also worth pointing out here in this room that we do get shown as he's saying about how he created Snoke that there's like a Snoke fucking um claw machine of clones yeah. just sitting there for whatever reason. <laughs> kids kids are kids are walking Back up claw. putting in their dolls trying to trying yeah. to get oh. get themselves a Snoke. If there isn't a claw machine somewhere with a bunch of Snoke toy figures, there should be. It's I mean, the whole Snoke thing is just like it's what it's really is just like one of those moments where it's just like they've made it worse. Okay, that's by what I use. I wanted, isn't that? This is what you were all asking for this whole time, wasn't it? You wanted Snoke to be something. You wanted him to be Palpatine. Well, how about Palpatine created him? Well, duh, duh, duh. What? How did he create him? All this sort of stuff. I fucking don't know. I assume they're going to explain it in a comic book or some shit. Um, we'll move on. That Palpatine offers Kylo and a martyr of Star Destroyers equipped with destructive capabilities of Death Stars. In return, all he has to do is kill the Resistance fighter and series heroine Ray. Um, obviously, at the start of the movies, where we see all the Star Destroyers like rising out of the planet as well, crashed in the the ice. There's million mm. fucking a million of them. This, these, whatever's going on here, this doesn't make much sense either. These Star Destroyers are a problem. I think they were building them under the planet, or however, and then. I guess they crash out of it. They've been doing nothing but do that with what resources this entire time. And they all have the ability to destroy planets. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain all of that. I can I can say that... I can say that, obviously, as I've mentioned before on this show, in the Aftermath books and everything, they had, like, a decent-sized chunk of the Empire piss off into their outer regions. And then they never explain what happened to them. So now I can kind of go okay well i guess they end up here presumably remember how i was saying uh, like there's yeah. that's all those end and all the th- I, don't, I don't know they, they really need to ex- explain more it won't happen in the movie though i don't know they'll do another series about aftermath fucking books i suppose um we then rejoin poe and finn in the middle of a reconnaissance reconnaissance mission on the millennium falcon they receive word of kylo's plans through an anonymous spy in the first order and immediately attacked by a bunch of x-wings poe light skips to a handful different X-wings. planets by hyperspace 
Sorry, what? This rider is... X-Wings. Oh, this rider's wrong. Yeah, they're fucking TIE Fighters. Uh, Poe Light skips to a handful of different planets via hyperspace to be in a bid to escape the pursuers. At one point, they almost get eaten by a giant sandworm on the planet Arrakis. At least that's what it looked like to me. Well, they also go through um, Cloud City and whatever is else. This so. a, yeah. Is this a thing, light skipping? Never heard of it. No. It d- is this a further extension of them being able to track you through light speed? It's obviously a develop. I think the way it tried to read to me was that so the first order now has this ability to track people through light to hypers, and so the resistance fighters are now the year. Is it one year after? It's about a year and a half, apparently. About a year and a half. So in that time, the resistance fighters to combat that have learned how to light skip, but they like. Ships like the Millennium Falcon shouldn't be able to do it because of problems with the actual ship is what I got from that scene. Yeah. Um, that of Meanwhile, Ray is continuing her Jedi tra- training with Princess, sorry, General Laegana, who is more Force-sensitive than we thought. Later on, we even get a flashback of her training with Luke between the events of Empire and Jedi, which is pretty cool, so they say. I would say it was... Okay. Really? But we'll, Between... we'll get to that when we get to. Okay. I think... we'll, we'll get to that when we get to Acto. I think we'll we'll swing okay. back on that one. Can, um, here's something I want to mention: Is uh-huh. contacting past Jedi's a thing? Is this whole I pool mean... of Jedi people that you can connect to if you pray or focus hard enough? Is that a thing in the Jedi? I think it shouldn't be as wide scale as what the movie lends you to believe it is. I think maybe like the, if we take a minute to talk about the force in this movie. <laughs> can we take a minute to talk about the force? Can we just take a moment to talk Have about the force? Have you heard about because, our Lord and Savior, the force? The force. <laughs> <laughs> because, so JJ, before this movie tweeted out, we're doing a lot of stuff in this movie with the force that people might not be comfortable with. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. I thought it was going to be an extension of the Ray and Kylo's connection. Sure. They went from like a a two on the four scale to like a like like a ten in like in between movies, which felt like a really weird jump. That and they explained at the first, I was like, well, "How the fuck did Ray get this strong in the force?" They explained that, but at the same time, I'm just like, this is such a big and almost jarring jump in the movie franchises. Not as much in the games and the extended universe and the TV shows and, and everything like that. We've seen a lot done with the force, but just for the movies, it felt jarring how far we've skipped ahead in what people can do with the force. They try and, they try and explain it later, you know, I mean, they, they do explain it later in a very quick sentence, which I'll save until we get to it. And it's probably one of the reasons I think the movie fails is because they basically explain why Kylo and Rey are so strong in the force in one sentence and then everyone's going to miss it. (laughs) I think I got it. It's just, it's hard to, I wish there was just more inklings of this in the other two movies of this. If they'd spaced this fourth power growth more over the three movies, I'd, I'd respect it more and I'd have more appreciation for it. I just think, it gets to this movie, and once again, JJ's like, fuck, I was going to explain this in the second movie, but we're explaining this all now. Like, fucking go. And yeah, it just mm. feels rushed because of it. As to the force, like, calling down a ghost, 
I guess they've kind of done stuff like that, like sort of hinted at, you know, depending on different characters and like your connection well, and. I guess you could technically be going through the world without a world of what whatever world between worlds, whatever it's called. Yeah, just well between tapping worlds, into yeah. that or something, but it reminded me a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender, where he can t- he <laughs> yeah he can get in touch with these past lives. That's what it felt like. Even I'd understand if she could talk to the the higher up Force ghosts that we know were super attuned with the Force and they became Force ghosts and whatever. That would make sense. Also, fucking disappointed there was no Qui Gon in this movie. Um, Wasn't there? Wasn't he one of the voices? He might have been one of the voices. He was one of the voices. It doesn't count. From memory. It doesn't count. Apparently it does. Um, (laughs) Anyway. But, yeah, let's keep going. Well, yeah, so she's floating rocks, blah, 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 blah. While powering laser blasts from one of these floating spinning droid things, Ray loses her temper and accidentally damages BB-8. More dark side foreshadowing. Uh, They didn't mention that here, but they basically explain that by making out that Kylo is fucking with her. Like, yeah. Like he, he's, he's over Darth Vader's helmet. A, and a vision, vision by touching yeah. Darth yes. Vader's moldy helmet. Yeah, but he gets a vision at the same time. Yeah, which is, I guess, some semi important. Like he's he's fucking with Ray, but then it, like she starts getting a vision, but then he starts having visions too, and that's when you see that he's having visions of uh, killing Mister Han Solo. So I wonder. Uh, I re- I hope there are books and stuff because I want to know if they've been having this. Force connection this entire year and a half they've been apart. It's Pretty not even a thing. <laughs> like, not every even a time thing he comes out of the shower, it just happens. She's just shirtless. He's just yeah. Like it's, like, it's not even mentioned in the books when. Well, it's not mentioned in the Rise of Resistance well, book. We but, never, but none we of never that, in none of that's to do with Ray. It's not from her point yeah, of view at all, fair. and she's barely in the book. So yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, Poe and Finn return with stolen intelligence, and it's clear they both dig Ray. I don't mm. th- leading to an extremely undeveloped love triangle. I would disagree. I, don't I, would, I would 100% so. disagree because I would 100% Poe, disagree. Poe has a very obvious um, love story in this movie. Um, Finn, I'm really questionable. What the, what the fuck is going on with oh, Finn? Well, we'll get to Finn because there is a moment <laughs> that is one of the most annoying things yeah. about this entire film. But I can tell, <laughs> I can under, I can understand that reading because the way that they that Ray and Poe bicker during the scene is very reminiscent of the way Han and Leia would bicker in the original trilogy. Uh, I thought they just they were just arguing because I actually really, <laughs> he hurt, I actually really he hurt loved the that. ship and he she hurt the droid. Like I fucking loved that conversation. I was like, oh, yep, I like this banter. This banter's fun. Like this movie definitely shows that the those three had good like camaraderie and like chemistry yeah. on screen and all this sort of thing but this is also like like Finn Boyega for example like impressed Finn recently Boyega. Just, what? oh fucking <laughs> John Boyega Finn Boyega Jesus Christ um, he, he was like he was he did a boo because in like one of the press interviews before the release he was like kind of complaining about The Last Jedi and um, being split up from Ray and Poe and all this sort of stuff for most of the movie, blah yeah. blah blah blah. And he was like much happy with this one. So I'm like, as cool as it is, as cool as it is that you all have great chemistry here. I'm like, just because you have more fun being with them doesn't mean it's in service of the actual plot. You or know what I mean? Character. Like, or your character, which is that's just a silly. I think I'm, that was a really silly interview he gave. Like it'd be like 
even like Mark Hamill when he was com- like complaining about Last Jedi and then he uh, changed his mind eventually and all this sort of stuff that, of course, all the Last Jedi haters always bring out up how before the movie was out he was like rather negative on it. But like even he he was wrong because on Empire he was like separated from the entire cast for like ninety percent of the movie. So it's like <laughs> it yeah. isn't the first to separate cast it's, members and stuff. I, so. will, I will say it retroactively saves John Boyega because if somebody had properly read that script and who was a Star Wars fan, they probably would have read that script and gone, this is a fake script. There's no way they fucking do this stuff and throw the script away. Like, Yeah, if I, re- if I read this, especially with the way the movie ends, if I'd read the line, the last couple lines of this movie, which we'll get to obviously, I would have just automatically deemed the time movie a fucking fan, fan script based on that. But anyway... Um, yeah, so they have a whole chat, you know, the, the, the things on fire, you hurt BB-8. That, that part was quite funny. My, my whole yeah. audience laughed, by the way, where the tree was on top of BB-8 and BB-8. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, poor BB-8. That was, that was good. Uh, uh, big plus for this movie. All the droids are great. Actually, really, the droids and the creatures in this movie are like <laughs> standout parts. We like, got- even C-3PO is like probably the best in this movie than he, uh, he ever has been. We got fuck all R2 in this movie. There's we like got fuck old. all R2 in this whole trilogy. That's fine. In the whole trilogy. But it, in the others, there was kind of some explanation about those. No R2. This one, they just kind of left R2 behind. It was a sight. See R2. I'm going on this mission. It's He's like, looking after Leia. Yeah. yeah. Same mostly with Leia. Like, What's he going to do yeah. on the Millennium Falcon? Just, it's like, how many droids can you have? And they're not replacing BB-8 because BB-8's a new droid and everyone and it's posed droid, so it makes sense for yeah. him to be there. It's like, is how many it posed droid? Want is it really posed droid? Because BB-8 yeah. was just everywhere with everyone this movie. Like, well, that's true. Just... And also bring up why the fuck is BB-8 with Ray at the end of this movie when we get to it. But um, yes. So the gang the gang decides to attack Palpatine, but first they need to find a Sith Wayfinder of their own. Apparently Luke told Ray all about Wayfinders in the secret Sith world off camera during the previous movie. This ex- seems extremely cheap to us, but uh, let's go with it. No, she's <laughs> been reading the freaking tomes. The fucking... Um, you need j- to vet this journals. article a bit more before you start. I was going to say, Dylan, I feel like this article has not been vetted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, well, we're using it because it's at least hitting the uh, events in order without me having to scour my brain for them. We'll fill in the blanks and collect, collect them as we go. Uh, yeah, so, which of course did answer one of our questions coming in from Last Jedi. It was like, hey, are those books actually going to be important considering they never fully showed them on camera from Last mm. Jedi and it was just like kind of this secretish kind of shot of her hiding them away? And then, of course, in this movie, she's reading them. But they never go like, out of the way to explain to people that's what the books are but i guess for people in the know it's like she took the books from the tree blah 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 blah. so Here these are, ancient so. books luke has been scribbling all through them the <laughs> with his different discoveries yeah in yeah well you know it's continuing go do what you gotta do uh with chewy and c3po now in tow the team head to a planet of dancing assholes <laughs> Which supposedly contains a clue to the Wayfinder's whereabouts. In other words, now searching for a secondary MacGuffin so they can find the primary MacGuffin. Okay. Um, So, uh, what's it called? Kajimi is the planet, right? And it's the one where we kept saying... No, what? Uh, No, that's the old one. one. Sorry. Uh, Fuck, what's this one called? I've already mentioned what it's called. It doesn't matter. Burning Man Panini. No, Panage. Tatooine Mark III. Whatever. Uh, it's the one where they have Burning Man anyway. Yeah. I was saying, they get to this planet straight away. I would have loved so much more time with with just exploring this Burning Man thing. Because I was no, loving no, it. No, no, gotta go. Gotta go fast. 
Go get fast. I was loving it. I was like, this is great. This is like some this is like some good Star Wars shit. I'm like, let's spend some time here. No, no let's, this, really, let's, this let's movie got they should have split this, <laughs> this movie. movie. The more we talk about it, the more I think they should have done nine and ten. Part one, part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why not? Yeah. Imagine if they announced that we're doing part nine, nine part one. Right, you get like, like two hours two. into the movie and it's in a weird cliffhanger, and then bam, everyone Trailer. will return. <laughs> <laughs> Episode ten. Yeah, but this this was just one of those kind of disappointing things because it's like I I feel this whole thing and they've got all these extras they've created like there's this cool song and playing in the background all these amazing costumes colors like just as a as an area i'm like this is great i'm loving this but we're there for like two minutes if that and then it's like we're off and i'm like and the, oh the large kind of part sad. of that two minutes is a scene that very blatantly goes hey ray what's your surname ray wink yeah. wink it's like ah, oh, okay yeah yep and her staring heart, at the my heart sank <laughs> yeah, it says, oh, it says comes in. What, what, yeah, it's like it's so on the nose when you just have a like. N- at no point in any of these movies does anyone make a big deal about that. But straight away she's like on some random planet. And the person's like, "I would be honored to know your last name." I'm like, "Who the fuck?" Said-? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd maybe in a race that name. part wasn't total because maybe in a race where surnames are important and whatever, and their family names are a thing I respect, whatever. But like, can you imagine if? the original trilogy spent portions of that trilogy being like, oh, who's your dad, Luke? Who is he really? Like, you just, like, obviously I mean, bringing did, it up. to be fair. But not to the extent of, <laughs> like, to this point, we were like, oh, it's going to be Palpatine. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious, obviously, because I brought it up before as a yeah. possibility. So, um, actually, I, I gotta be honest, the amount of shit that I randomly spewed in this last season of Alderaan Explosion as like possible things that could happen in this That's movie, it then turned out to be true. I'm like, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Willed it into existence. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really was. By the time, that was one thing I was thinking on my drive home, uh, drive home today. I was like, so much random shit I said came true. It's fucked. <laughs> like, what? what the hell um so yeah they uh so we get this whole scene of course uh then lando calrissian shows up out of nowhere and tells him what direction to go in before promptly buggering off again uh that was a very weird scene and i have a lot of questions about it because obviously a stormtrooper shows well pause for a second i suppose they have the whole kylo interaction which they missed here so ray of course like feels Kylo or whatever. How are you going to explain it? Then she runs over and, and he, he, he we grabs the necklace, which is an important thing. Yes. Where it's, I was it's, say, important yeah, it's weird. Yes. So this is the first time that they've like built upon the force connections from last one. Well, kind of because even in the last Jedi, they like touched obviously. So it's like they touched, but they couldn't like transfer materials. <laughs> and they no, didn't no, no, actually but touch. At least didn't in they the like last- break away as they went to touch. No, no, no. If you watch the movie, they actually yeah. put their hands, again, right. they, their fingers yeah, like fully like dark against one another. Yeah, yeah and right. then like cock block them, yeah. So it's like, it's not, they they don't jump from like A to Z on this fully. They they do build upon it. It's like, okay, so now Kylo can, they can transfer items. And by the way, I am headcanoning until someone tells me I'm wrong because we discussed it on here now. And I'm saying anytime they have these force vision shits, they're they're in the world between worlds. That's what I'm headcanning it. That's what's happening. I'd like to I'd like to, you know, speaking of shit that Dylan spewed out, 
there was a moment in the last episode of the episode four where, you know, at least Ryan Johnson had it so that they were in like a room that was like half one, half the other. As soon as we get to JJ, it's going to be like a weird mashup of both the rooms in like weird ways, (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly what fucking happened. (laughs) I liked it. It was fake. It looked cool, but I was like, oh, fucking Dylan. Willed everything into existence. Um, yeah, so Kylo grabs the, the necklace, so then they and Kylo goes and gets that uh, pump looked after or whatever. It's like He gets an they, expert to analyze it. Yeah, analyze it. Very quickly. Very quickly. Very, yeah. very music to think about. Very quickly, someone's like, I've scanned this random necklace and it's from this planet, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, damn, we've got like a computer fit system full of like where all these necklaces, necklaces and shit come from. Uh, anyway, so after all this, after the whole vision, Ray runs off and then the Stormtroopers turns up and then he gets shot by this person and turns out that person is Lando Calrissian. Um, I have a lot of questions about Lando because um, he, he explains... So this sounds like a book or a comic or something straight away. As soon as he started said this, I was like, that's a spin-off story. He's like, oh, me and Luke came here looking for the way to Urgle or whatever the fucking planet name is, um, the Sith planet. And then I'm like, okay, so you came here with Luke and you can find it. You tell him, am I supposed, am I believing that you've just been here since then? Like, is that what you're telling me? No, Leia like, sent away. Oh, no, I didn't get that feeling. No. Leia sent him just away to be in town. came here. No, I don't believe that. No, no that's literally freaking... what he said. So he Le- Leia sent him a message of all people. Yeah. Yeah. Then Apparently. he went to that planet, yep. hid away in that caravan thing. Yep. yep. Saved them at the last moment. Yep. That's that's what they that's said. That's a movie. running so, theme in this movie. So they tell Leia they're going on a mission. They get in the Falcon. They go directly to the planet. Somehow Leia sends a message to Lando. Who gets there before them? Well, long they had to, to do it like off screen because out. she couldn't do it. You know, they didn't have the. <laughs> but that's that's the explanation that the audience was handed via the conversation in that tank thing. Dylan, I've this is movie twice. You did, you did, and I think it's because part of it, dear downfall, is your brain trying to explain shit. You're like, no, you were just unfocused. You're like, he's not wearing a cape. That's not Lando Clarissian. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the problem. That's definitely part of the problem. I mean, the scene was fun, obviously, just to hear it be like, Joey and all this sort of stuff. But I was like, I don't know, this, Lando in this movie in general, as fun as it is to see Billy D. Williams back in that role, like, I was still just like, don't feel like the movie needed him. Full stop. You know, like, I was very much just like bringing him back for fan no, they, service. They needed it for a spin off heads up Ooh, for later. Yeah. That was on the nose. They needed a yeah. moment. We'll get to that because that's a very fucking weird scene. But, um,. Yeah, so blah, blah, blah. After implausibly falling through quicksand. So they have this whole, uh, of course, the stormtroopers start turn- turning up, TIE fighters, blah, 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 blah. They then hotwire these skiffs. I don't know. Like, Very what, shady. What, what would you call it? What? Yeah, whatever yeah, these skiffs. things are. Skiff. Yeah. Um, Sand skiffs. Skiff? Skiffs? Uh, which, of course, is the first hint at the whole, oh, Poe has a secret underground is side. because. Yeah, because he's like starts hot warring it, and then Finn, for whatever reason, straight away is like, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that." Blah 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 blah. You know, like all this sort of stuff. You saw him do hijack a Tie Fighter. You saw him. Yeah. Do it. Well, I mean, yeah, but this is the f- this is the first time in the movie I mean, they start. Finn was like, helping him hijack the Tie Fighter, so. Yeah. yeah. But- I don't. I, I really don't think Poe being able to hotwire a fucking any sort of vehicle. A mechanic, like- a guy who 
who deals with mechanical Works. things should be able to hotwire yeah. these kind of things. He's yeah. like he's like best friend. His other best friend is a little ball droid. Like, come on, they've got to you know, hang out and learn how to do mm. things together. So then they have this whole uh, chase sequence, obviously, which I thought was pretty good uh, action sequence. I think it's one of the better, better action sequences. I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually rate this up there as like far as like chase action sequences, like including X wing fights and everything we've had so far in the franchise. Like I, I enjoyed yeah. this. It was, it was, it was quite fun. I, I liked it because so. of the innovation of. I really liked how, even though we'd seen it in the trailers, I really liked how the trike like fucking flicked slid and stuff. The yeah, like jet I really like stormtroopers. Yeah, like the, the handbrake on Mandalorian troopers. Yeah, yeah, and this I don't. I have enjoyed the, in front of me. the flying stormtroopers dying. That was fun to watch them. That was audible <laughs> that was laughter in my theater <laughs> from all of those. I think one of them was supposed to get audible laughter though. The one, the last one that like goes like flying. <laughs> And then yeah. like pop on the thing and it explodes. I was trying to find out the other person's name. There was um because I'm pretty sure oh, I won't be able to find it here. Don't know. Anyway, um the second the assistant director on this or whatever was the first female Star Wars director in a uh, feature film mm-hmm. was the to, which would have presumably shot a lot of this stuff because that's usually how that works with these sorts of movies. So random random point and not that it's a bad it's a good or bad thing or whatever. A lot of female um, stormtroopers in this movie, just just was a thing, and I was like, "Good, okay, cool." We're showing there's more diversity. Interesting. I only had one, like at the end where they get where they get captured or whatever, and then Chewie lets out that weird roar or whatever. But um, yeah, so they have the whole screen, uh, they have the whole chase scene that's pretty cool, and then they end up crashing into the sand pit, and then they end up in this underground cavern uh, where. This was one of the funniest movie moments in the movie, I think. And it was, it was perfect. I, everyone in my cinema laughed a lot at this line, which is that then where Poe comes down. It's like, yeah, hey, Ray, are you okay? Finn, are you all right? And then c 3 pos in the background. I'm all right, Master Poe. Not that you are. So like whatever he <laughs> said, which was, uh, I thought was quite funny. This everyone is also the scene that, that uh, set up something with Finn that infuriated me through the entire film and made me very upset. He says, Ray, I need to tell you something. Yeah, as they're sinking. Never does. Never goes back to it. It's mentioned multiple times in the film. He never tells her anything. Like, okay, are you guys are you guys building to a love kind of thing with Ray here? And then at the same time, a bit later, there's another character where I'm like, okay, you're building Finn to have like a interesting chemistry with this character now. That's not what it was at all. I'm 99 percent sure all he wanted to say was something about the Force. Because this movie very heavily basically slaps you across the face and says that Finn's force sensitive. It's just very weird. Not. It's just. It's worse that it goes unanswered because it yeah. just leaves this giant moment that you're like, "What the fuck is?" Why Finn would you to- set something like that up and not pay it, like, fulfill it? You know, it's and like also, a basic no, storytelling thing. There's no um, thing between. I was expecting Finn to get either pissed off or frustrated with Ray after she pieces out on him and goes to the Death Star and whatever. But where, like, you know, the rest of the movie, Ray's just bailing on the rest of the freaking resistance. It's like, what the fuck? But, like, there's just nothing from that. Like, it's just weird. A lot of this movie's weird. 
<laughs> I love this movie. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole the whole thing the whole Finn thing was very weird. But I think I li- I literally think that they have that line in the movie to get the audience like thinking like what's he gonna say, and then you start paying more attention to stuff. And I think it was all just so the audience realizes that he's force sensitive, even though it's slapping you over the face with it. But and I think that's even, all he was trying to tell Ray. Even the section afterwards, though, where he's like, where Ray's like, oh, what did you want to tell me? And he starts like, getting all awk- He's all awkward, yeah. and then fucking pose like oh it's because pose here right like it just yeah. made it really odd you know what i'm blaming this on a lot of this stuff the rewrites on set <laughs> i mean what what happens when you're rewriting a movie while going along maybe you write something and you expect the payoff to be later but then you change uh that section later and forget <laughs> like well then you just edit it out <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's very weird. I do agree. It's very weird how this is like a big moment because the first time you're watching the movie, obviously you're like, oh, like what's he got to say? Like, is it a big secret? Is it like some romance thing? I don't know. Where are we going? But you never know. Uh, so uh, in the underground cave, they find a bike with a Sith. Uh, what, is, what was the word they use? It wasn't like an actual Sith. It was like a Sith uh, fan loyalist. boy. Loyalist. loyalist thank you. Lo- yeah. Sith loyalist symbol on a bike and stuff like that. Um, and then they go into this room and they find out the person they were looking for, which uh, was the person that Luke was looking for, the Sith loyalist. Uh, he ended up dying down there in this place and they find his bones and then they also find this knife and on the knife it's inscribed with Sith coordinates to lead to the Wayfinder and then Ray touching it also has a flashback and realizes that the knife kills her parents later. That's the whole thing. But it's not just a knife, everyone. Hook, hook. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's also a compass. <laughs> the logic um, behind this is dumb. We'll get yeah, it is fucking <laughs> hilarious. It is actually hilarious. Um, so, yeah, then they find this whole knife. Uh, C-3PO says that... Uh, C-3PO reads the thing, I guess, but then he explains that he can't actually tell them all, blah, 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 blah. He's programming and doesn't then, let him translate Sith. Sith. Which seems yeah, it's like blocked weird. off. Yes. All the things I'm like, who made this blocking? Like Anakin. Did guarantee Anakin didn't do it. Like <laughs> Um so inside the cavern also we obviously get the giant snake scene, which to set up the force power stuff later, because this it appears, it looks like it's gonna eat them all, and then Ray realizes it's it's hurt, so she goes over and uses the force powers to heal its wound, and then the giant snake thing uncurls and reveals an exit to the place and then they're able to make their way out of the underground cavern and of course revealing the force healing ability here is super relevant for later in the movie um has it happened before I I, in like star wars canon it's happened before in star wars canon yeah in both well i was trying to think like i don't we don't want to go big on mandalorians so i said we don't want to go big on mandalorians i was gonna but say I'd, don't go into it we, we, we won't go into it, but I'll say that it's been hinted at in The Mandalorian. If you're watching that, you know what we're talking about. And then there was also something else. I can't, It was like one of those mobile games or some shit like very early Disney time where they had a character in that do it, I think. And then in the old extended universe canon, heaps of characters did it. Like just heaps. So, and all the old Republic yeah. games characters could do it. So the idea of Jedi being able to use energy to heal themselves is not a new idea at all. It's not. It's just. Sorry. It's just weird for, not weird, but it, for a storytelling perspective of just looking at these nine movies, it introduces a lot of shit in this ninth movie that 
the normal audience go would be like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, what is this? Is she just that special that she can do all this stuff? And yeah. It's It's the way I like to look at, like, I guess Jedi discovering different abilities and stuff. Like, for all we know, there was heaps of Jedis in the prequel era movies that could do this, but we just never see it happen. You know what I mean? Because, and I, I do think as much as they set this power up here to, for the, for like what happens at the end, obviously, I do think there's a big difference between being able to heal a wound and bring someone back to life. Like that's a big jump. So, so I, I'm fine with being like, oh, there was heap. Like Yoda could do this. We just never saw him do it. You know, like everyone could do this. We never saw him do it. But it's fine. The I don't thing care. is, right? So if this was a thing, if if this was a thing, and it was a it was a moderately known thing for the Jedi, wouldn't. Anakin have pursued this in some way to save Padme. Mm. Well, the, like, Rachel, yeah, but looking back at it now, if it was something that thought about, the irony why? Of the yeah, like, why does it feel like? Why does it then make Anakin look like an idiot? Where he's like, "Oh, my only option is to go to the Sith." That sounds like something if, that's like, "Hey, you can do this, but it'll kill you." So we're not going to tell the rest of the Jedi that it's a thing you can do. Yeah. Because I'm like, from what we know with Jedi, of course, like the Jedi is all about dying is good because you become one with the Force, right? Mm-hmm. So, but but within that line, I think it's still fine if they're like, yeah, but if you've got like a wound, <laughs> being able to heal, it's different. Whereas obviously the Jedi would not would be against but bring someone back to life. That wouldn't be a power they would be okay with. The Jedi would be against it, but then Anakin is smart enough to have pursued that further if he knew about the healing aspect of it and don't look at me like is anakin smart enough i don't i can hear you in my head ashley say is he though um i, I don't know it just feels i don't know it just makes other things I, I, th- I think in general the idea that ray could heal like if we're talking uh, just stay at this moment in the movie for now like ray heals the snake thing i think that's at this point in the movie fine like i don't feel like even for general audiences i'm like Oh, I don't feel like it's that big of a jump. I, well, I don't think it should be. Like, no, just no. And like, she explains it. She like, gave it a bit of her life force. So, yeah. In theory, she's taken like a couple of days off her life. Yeah, or it's Has like just so, or it's, no, or it's or it's just something that recharges. You know, like you use too much of it and you'll drain yourself. You okay. got to give yourself to. It's no. In my mind, it's no different than like any time you see a Star Wars character in any it's Star like Wars giving movie blood. Doing, no. <laughs> Anytime you see a Star Wars character do something massive in any of the movies, usually, like uh, think about Yoda, or think about Luke trying to lift the X Wing, or in the original movies, Yoda in the prequel trilogy, like throwing those boulders around or whatever. Like after they do big, strenuous force activities, they're always like really drained. So I feel like obviously, if you was to heal someone a lot, it's still just using a lot of your energy. And if you use too much of it, obviously, you'll kill yourself. I don't feel like it's a straight up like, oh, you healed this X size wound, you've lost two days of your life. I feel like it's just a, you know, it's like it's like you use some of your energy and then you got to recharge a bit, you know, by not doing it, by just taking a having a bit of a resty, having a chill out. Oh, other thing that we haven't mentioned is they set a time limit at the start of this on how quickly they have to get to oh, yeah, this like, location. It's like fourteen like hours. A, I've come yeah. to the conclusion that an hour doesn't mean what it we think it means. <laughs> clearly, they can't have done all this in 14 hours. Also explains the events of uh, The Last Jedi. 
So an hour <laughs> is well, not 60 minutes in the world of Star Wars. Last Jedi, everyone complains about how much is happening over that period of time. Last Jedi takes place over several days. This movie like, is like... Go, 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 go. This, this, this movie takes going. place over less time than The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. This movie takes place over less time than those movies put together. Like, yeah. this is literally the... Sh- that's not, Yeah. Put that into perspective for everyone that complains about all, all those movies. Last Jedi takes place over potentially weeks, for all we know, you know? Um, or a week, probably. I don't know. Uh, Last Jedi takes place over, like, a couple days at least or something. I don't know. Longer than this, though. And this takes place over 14 hours. <laughs> Which I guess uh, makes well, even more sense, given the, the story. Quicker time frame as possible. I think they added the time later to help make the rush feeling of the movie <laughs> make sense within the plot. Uh, so the continuing it says, unfortunately, C three pro is the only member of the gang who can read Sith, but his program forgives him from speaking translation aloud. As luck would have it, Poe knows a guy called Babu who can extract forbidden data from droids. So they head off to the planet he lives on, but not before getting attacked by the First Order. So they go up to the ship after escaping the sand pit, basically. Uh, and the ship, by the way, Ray starts being like, I know that ship. I recognize that ship. And of course, as an audience member, if you've done your whole rewatch of the movies before watching this, as most people have, I guess, you're like, that does look like uh, the ship. And then they do the whole flashback and confirm it anyway. They're like, it's the ship that Ray was dropped off on. Oh my God. Like, what's going on here? Crazy stuff. To the possession of the loyalist. Because he, he was he the one that dropped him He off. was the one that dropped... He was the one that... Uh, no, no, no. He must have took their ship, though. Because he didn't know that she wasn't on, was still on Jakku. Yeah. Because the whole thing he, was that they hit her there and then told her that he wasn't. So her parents were on that just, ship. Her parents were on themselves. that ship. They dropped her off on Jakku. They then took off from Jakku to another planet. On that then ship. Then the Sith loyalists met up with her parents on a different planet, found them. They, her with parents told them that... Dio. With Dio, yes. Dio was th- that person's droid, presumably. And then he took their ship and crash-landed here looking for fucking something. I don't Palpatine, know. <laughs> Dio used to be Palpatine's droid or Sith <laughs> droid because it has all the information about the Sith in it because it was like his way to get to where Palpatine yeah. was. Yeah. It's, what, keep, yeah, it's a whole... Prequel memories around. He's keeping prequel memories around. He wants a conehead droid, so it reminds me of the good old days. <laughs> uh, um, can I also say this, this this article points out a, a thing that I think is really obvious because where it says getting attacked by the first order when it, it's not re- it's the first order but then also more importantly it's the Knights of Ren which the Knights of Ren are, like one of those things because they were totally devoid of existence in the second movie they kind of had to have another moment in this movie where they're like Hey guys, that's the Knights of Ren. Yeah, so Knights of Ren, more like the Knights are standing rounds, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is is why I do want to do the notes for this movie because I I was like, there's there's just so much cutting and stuff I wouldn't even remember it all. But yeah, so in between all of this stuff, they do cut away to a scene where after the whole Emperor thing, Carlo's like, you know what? Better make my helmet again, bro. So then he decides to meld his helmet together where he has his buddies around and they... I'll stand around and watch his helmet they come chant. back together. They it's chant, like some like, yep, seems like some sexual right. activity to me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and then all the knights of Ren head on up to the the fleet, obviously, and they have a really awkward line <laughs> where they walk past the stormtroopers, and the stormtrooper just goes, Knights of Ren, and the other one goes, Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, an it's all literally the for audience, Nights of Ren, in case you forgot. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and even fuck? just like for majority of the movie, all the Knights of Ren really do is stand around and look menacing. Yeah, like, they don't say anything. They don't do anything. They just get panned. The camera pans to them as our heroes yep. are going to different locations. The king, the there's, that kingdom, there's that kingdom heart shot that I love so much. Yeah. <laughs> where, they're all, where it pans around them on the rock and it literally looks like Organization 13 from Kingdom Hearts 3 where they're standing <laughs> atop all the rocks talking to one another. <laughs> there's even um, one great. of the helmets, one of the the drinks toppers for the um, yeah, it was a night promo cups. Of it. One of them was Night of Ren. And I even heard somebody in the line behind me go, who's that third one? And I was like, oh, yeah. It's, it took me a little bit to go, fuck, it's a Night of Ren. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I got I got the Kylo head cut because I was like Kylo Ren, yeah, Stormtrooper, I got the, Sith Trooper, I got the Storm, or I got the Stormtrooper. I was like, there's only one character in this whole fucking lot. The rest of them are just random things. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, I thought I thought three PO was one, and I was like, oh, I'll have three PO, and she's like, no, that's a popcorn holder. I was like, yeah, I got oh. that as well, and didn't eat the popcorn by the way. Uh, what? Paid for uh, it. Sacrilege. Yeah, no, I just had. Yeah, I yeah, don't no, like popcorn, so. and I don't think Ash, uh, Dylan likes, doesn't like popcorn either. No. Well, I do, but I just don't eat it because I don't trust. Even like, I'm it, surprised Dylan didn't here. get the, the. I'm surprised you didn't get the sixty dollar R two D two. Sixty no. bucks. That's fucking that insane. That ain't, no. that ain't sixty bucks. Holy shit. Um, what the fuck was we up to anyway? Oh, the, yeah. So they get it. They get, so Ray starts. They're, they're at the ship and they're like trying to get the ship. Uh, ship work. He's like can leave the planet. Uh, they've got the knife. Chewie's got the knife. Importantly, I guess. Uh, then Ray starts sensing something, so she starts walking out into the desert. Uh, they about to get the ship ready to be fixed, so then Finn tells Chewie to go get Ray. Chewie heads out, and then he gets himself captured, of course. Uh, Finn Which then makes realizes Chewie look like an idiot. Like yeah, Chewie does because is he literally wanders a total fucking idiot. Even the way he's walking when he walks out of the ship, where he's like, "Oh, don't want to get caught," and it's like. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't understand how anyone gets caught here because I swear from like when we see this, it looks like a small rock with a ship on it, but then like somehow they've managed to park two two ships on one side of it without anyone <laughs> noticing and <laughs> all this. How do you know? No, they've, they've parked two ships, but one on a different side. They're not parked together. No, There's they were one parked next to one each other. In the, in, the, yeah. in the movie, when you watch it, Chewie is being led into one of the the things and in the same shot there is another one right next to it so that's why it's oh. so stupid when Finn runs out and he sees Chewie being captured but then later he freaks out he literally saw two ships <laughs> <laughs> he didn't keep track of which one he was on no he didn't apparently why so was, this, this why is something was I watched the-, the second time I was like as soon as the scene started I was like there's two fucking ships there but <laughs> like, then also that then leads to the question why was the second ship taking off it was bait so the other one could go the opposite direction, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, anyway, of course, now we get to the scene from the original trailer where uh, Kylo's speeder starts coming in and uh, Ray lights up a saver, does the whole run backflip thing and takes down the uh, Kylo's uh, TIE fighter. I think this is really cool. Yeah. Scene, like it, visually looks cool, I think. It looked cool, except for it took a really long time for Kylo to like fly in. Like It was like a long time of... Oh, he's he's coming, he's he's coming. No, still, yeah, still I think coming. It's, it's supposed to build the tension, but I think a lot of it's obviously ruined because they showed like half of this in the trailer. Yeah, it's just it, like it doesn't even look like he's that far away in the initial like shot where it's like to see him. So it's like, how quickly is this thing moving? Is it, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I think if we had, yeah, I don't think, I th- yeah. Adam Driver looks really good walking towards camera with lights over his head. <laughs> he does a lot in this film. He does, he does a lot of it in this film. Yeah. No, I, I think that no, I like the whole speeder thing, and I I, I like everything. I think I like this entire scene in general, but I definitely feel like the the tension and build up it was kind of ruined by showing literally all of this scene to the moment where the lightsaber is about to hit, and then obviously it cuts away because the trailer is like her standing there, Tie Fighter coming in pulls out lightsaber, lights it up. Like, you, you got to realize that trailer shows a lot of this. So it's like not as exciting, I think, the first time you're watching the movie. Not as thrilling. Like, what's going to happen? Because you know what's going to happen. She's going to do a backflip. We saw her do the backflip in the trailer. It's not It's not like, whoa. Um, so when it happens, I like the, I, I definitely think like visually seeing that the ship break apart and stuff. I was like, oh, this is this looks good. Like the way they've like CGI. You see little bits going everywhere and stuff. It didn't look like shit. So I enjoyed that. Probably. Um, so then uh, Finn runs out. It's like, oh, they're taking Chewie <laughs> in that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this one ship that I saw. Definitely <laughs> this one, one ship that I saw. Uh, and then Ray starts using the force to try and pull the ship back down. This is the part where I was like, audiences are going to start having questions about this. The healing stuff, I was like, I feel like people could be like, yeah. eh, you know, like healing, like what? I feel like most people would be like, okay, force, power, take some of my energy. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But this is the part where I was like, okay. They better reveal she's Palpatine soon or people are going to start pulling out the Mary Sue cards halfway through the movie here. So, <laughs> <laughs> People already had the Mary Sue card ready to go. Like they were waving it about. Yeah. Uh, I think this whole scene was cool though. Like seeing her and then Kylo, of course, walk out and battle. Like we've never seen something like this in a movie before. So I did enjoy this. Seeing two people literally using the force power to like battle over such a an object like that in the sky, an actual ship. And then of course the moment where Ray gets loses control and uses the lightning to blow it up. That was a Which she never shocking uses moment. again. No. You well yeah, she should again. because it's a dark side power. Again, another thing we skipped over when they had their last conversation over the false connection. He tells her his plan is to he, he, he turn wants her to, to turn her side. to the dark side. And uh they'll rule the galaxy together. So you know it's working. And uh, yeah, Mrs. Was- and Mr. Fader Palpatine. <laughs> Solo. Um, yeah, so something along those lines. Mm. Anyway, so the whole thing gets blown up, of course. We all think Chewie's dead. Um, Kylo's like, oh my God, that was crazy. Hey, high five. And then Ray runs off. They all get in the ship and take off. Uh, then. <laughs> Which Kylo's <laughs> like, okay, bye. Yeah. See you later. He, he, he doesn't try and stop or anything. He's just like kind of stares at it and is like, whatever. Um, I think he just stares and he's like, whatever, because apparently some of the Knights of Ren were, I guess, already waiting for them to take off and they secretly track them because then the next shot is them in the ship hiding in a meteor field or whatever, like they do so many times in the movies at this point. And they're having the whole discussion and Ray's blaming yourself and blah, 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 blah. And then C3PO does his whole thing of explaining that if they find the the hacker, blah, blah, blah. And they, they realize they need to go to Kajimi to get uh, Babu Fruit to do C-3PO over. Um, and then as their ship takes off, you, you see that there's the Knights of Ren ships just been chilling out there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like, why they didn't just shoot them down, I don't know. Like, Because Kylo them, doesn't and, want Ray dying like could, that. Yeah, try Kylo and board wants them, Ray alive. Kylo try and board the ship? Alive. No, like, the, the ship's just sitting nah. there like... It would be kind of dangerous to board a ship in the middle of an asteroid belt, though, right? Yeah, but they're Knights of Ren. They're cool, right? <laughs> I don't know. All they do is Are stand there and sinister. They, yeah. I don't know if they're cool or anything. Like, I'm they, pretty they're sure they're just cool, in this movie for knows. merchandise reasons. 
I think that's why that was in the first movie. <laughs> for they were in the first movie for a lot less though. Yeah, one second, and uh, everyone wanted him so much that JJ brought him back. And I hope everyone was real happy with what we got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I still haven't read. It. I'll say this now because I can't see too much on the Knights Ren because uh, they've got that co- the comic the Kylo Ren comic yeah. that's kind of going to sp- explain more of this stuff. Like came out the day of like came out last night as of recording. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, obviously. So I'm looking forward to learning more about the Knights of Ren in that. But as for like their purpose in the movie, I would have been perfectly happy if they just did what Ryan Johnson did, obviously, and was just like, they're not important. Like, you know what would have been? Eh. Like, <laughs> like if we could redo this, it would have been 10 times better if the start of the movie, that fight scene with Kylo had been a fight scene with the Knights of Ren ripping shit up and finding that thing and taking it to Kylo and being like, here you go. Yeah, because they literally do nothing in the movie. Like they do right. fucking nothing. At least establish them as, as a, a visible threat. As a visible threat. As then not just at the end of the film, it makes more of an impact. You're like, there, oh. there are so many. Yeah, well, they, when I was going to fight, and you'd be like, oh my god, they're going to kick. Like this is an actual fight that's going to happen. Like they're going to kick yeah. Kylo's ass for sure. The, I remember when they now, like I remember <laughs> going back to Force Awakens, and it's still funny that this could have been relevant for this, but it isn't. Going back to Force Awakens, we, we know right Knights of Ren are in it. I've seen what they kind of look like. I'm like, they look badass. They then announced that my my two dudes from the raid are going to be helping with. Apparently, I read they were like, oh, they might be helping with some stunts in the movie at the time. And I remember thinking back then, I'm like, oh wow, like the dudes from the raid movie is going to help make the Knights of Ren like these really cool like kick-ass action scenes and stuff. No, <laughs> that didn't happen then, <laughs> and it doesn't happen now. Knights of Ren did nothing in both the movies. Um, anyway. So who's, then they who's, had. Who's worse, the Knights of Ren or Captain Phasma? Knights of Ren. I was so. Oh, don't even get me started on Phasma because I thought, for some reason, my dumb brain was like, maybe they're going to redeem Phasma in this movie. And then they went with the obvious choice for it. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, sure. Captain Phasma did more than Knights of Ren ever did. So. She did. She That's did true. indeed. Yeah. She, she was actually a character who talked, uh, <laughs> had several lines, had an action scene actually fought against someone was relevant to like motivating one of our heroes. Mm. So I would say she was way more important character than Knights Ren were in the end okay. of the trilogy. Um, so blah, 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 blah. So Chewie, they, yeah, then they revealed that Chewie was on a different ship and he's live and he gets taken, taken away, blah, blah, blah. The gang then head to uh, Kajimi and they sneak around. This planet looks really cool. So obviously when we first get there, that, you got Poe and everyone sneaking around and they got like their jackets on and whatever else. I thought this was a really cool planet because we're seeing a planet under siege by the First Order, like a constantly under siege planet by the First yeah. Order, which I thought was a, a cool thing to see because obviously like people are getting raided and there's like walkers in the background and all this sort of stuff. Like it's it felt like a really alive look into what the galaxy is like at the moment with the First Order terrorizing planets which is something that we don't get a look at in the movies at all we don't get a look at like what is a normal planet look like with the first order on your with its heel on you you know and this is our only look at that we ever get in the entire movies (laughs) in any of them so uh that's was fun for the five minutes that were there or whatever (laughs) however long it was uh so then they meet up with um Bloody hell, what's the name? I forgot. Um, what is her name? Carrie Russell's character. Zora. Uh, Zora Bliss. Zori Bliss. That's it. Yeah. Zori so then Bliss. Yeah. They're they sneak around a corner and Zori Bliss pulls out a pistol. 
Um, and we discover that her and Poe have had a very obvious romance in the past. I feel str- I could straight away. I could feel that was they were playing. Like in this movie, they very much make Poe more like Han. I feel like this Poe. Poe is so disconnected from anything else he's done and what Poe was in the book that it's like. Okay, you've made Poe the shit talking fucking charlatan character. Cool. But it's, I didn't think it was that far like, out of character, but I only got the two movies to go off, so I I don't feel like he's I wouldn't say it's super out of character. I just say that all the character development from The Last Jedi is like a lot of things from The Last Jedi just kind of forgot that, about. <laughs> anything that he developed as um importance for it never felt to me it never felt to me that he felt important being the leader of the rebellion like so the end of the book and what it goes into it kind of finishes with him being the the forefront of the rebellion now because Leia's is taking a step back and and he is doing the big speeches now and he's you know leading the charge for himself and at the first until until he gets back, like until maybe the the last half of this movie, the first half of this movie, he does not feel like he's leader of the resistance or anything. It just feels like he is Han Solo. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. In that they tried to write him a lot more like a Han Solo type, and his his relationship with Zori Bliss and the introduction of this whole backstory of him being a spice uh, smuggler spice. that all. Spicy, yeah. We, we also saw his tweet. tweet you we also We all saw his tweet. Okay, it's fine. Fucking D&D. Um, they, Great tweet. Yeah, all of, the, all of that stuff in the third movie, I'm like, this is very weird and it doesn't... Like, I'm, I'm not against the idea of Poe obviously having that side of his no. past. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just feel like it's really weird to suddenly change course and introduce all of this in the third movie. Don't, I'm like, this isn't the time. <laughs> Don't make one of our don't make one of our lead characters go. What you used to be a bad person? You used to be what? What? How do you know what? how to do this, this bad wasn't stuff? A, touched on at all in the comic book? The however many the, the spice thing? No. Any inkling as to his oh, history? No. Um, unless there was a very slight thing that I missed. No, this is and all. How many issues yeah. of that comic? Uh. 50 something probably i don't know mm, okay <laughs> and it's just it's just very poorly done like the only thing i've known about poe's backstory was um i knew he was in the imperial academy and then at some point he left to join the resistance instead <laughs> yeah i missed that whole part yeah so i i just felt this i i personally i'm not a big fan of poe in this movie Especially because Poe in The Last Jedi is one of the main reasons I like that movie so much. Because I think obviously he's... he's and we, we talked about this when we discussed the movie. I, th- I, th- I find Poe's arc in that movie really, like, human and interesting. And, like, it shows a, a person making mistakes and, like, having to learn from them and being naive and stupid and then having to step up to the plate and everything. And then in this movie, they're just like, yeah, but you they just turn him into just one of but, the you know, guys he now. He still acts like a flyboy. He still acts like a flyboy, yes. Yeah, so I guess that's cool. I, I don't know. I a lot of my problems with this. I just I, I really don't know. No one writing the script to this movie understood the character. <laughs> so, 
I feel like I don't know who they thought that. Anyway, so Zoe Bliss uh, has a pass. But I'll say straight away, I enjoyed Zoe Bliss, what we get from her, like Kerry well. Russell. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed just like her banter for a little bit. I enjoyed, I, I wouldn't say I'm fully on board with her and Poe thing just because obviously I, I think I'm turned off it solely because of my big negative reaction to everything I was doing with Poe in this. So it's just making me like, I don't like this teasing romance thing, but like in general, the I, once I calmed down, I guess I could be open to the idea of like a comic book or a Disney plus TV show. Fuck. I don't know. Exploring that, but her as a character, I thought was interesting. I thought Carrie Russell from what we got was also quite good as a character. I like the design of the character, the, the yeah. helmet and all that sort of shit I thought was cool. So I enjoyed what little we did I mean, get of Zoe Bliss. It doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense that she just gives up the. It, I think you're supposed thing. to just, order, it's like, you, yeah, but you're supposed to just buy into that. They have some b- big long lost romance obviously and then she's got a really soft side for him and blah 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 you know mm, i guess i i, I think that's what i think you're supposed to just believe and move on with it but um after they have a little bit of a fight or whatever and they get zori to take them to babu fick frick is it frick or fick i've already forgot it doesn't say here it's either frick or fick i don't I remember but babu fick um who frick. is one of the best characters in this movie for sure mm-hmm. do you like <laughs> he is he is a brilliant he is very hilarious i very much enjoyed him and i would um enjoy listening to him cackle and laugh and uh say random things and it was a good, it was a very good time he got apparently he got very too. many laughs yeah it looked like a puppet you can usually tell because just yep. the the movement i guess yeah speaking um, of this reminded me of something else from earlier the, what the fuck was like the slug thing in the millennium falcon in like the very start of this movie that was just randomly trying to fix things as they were trying to fix stuff up. Yeah, it was a oh, mechanic. Um, Claude. Yeah, but he, did, he just seemed to yeah, come out okay. of nowhere. So I was going to say if this related to one of my biggest problems in this movie. But since you've tackled it, I'll bring it up. I brought... Obviously, we discussed how they basically like fuck the Last Jedi. Everyone hates it. Better start retconning stuff. What is a character that everyone hates in the Last Jedi so much? Rose Tycho, right? Tico. How the fuck you want to say it? Who, who was played by a lovely girl called Kelly Moran, Marie Tran, right? Um, to the point that she was kicked off Twitter. Horrible thing that happens. What do they decide to do in this movie? They replace her with a slug. They literally replace her with a slug. Now, you may be like, but they didn't do it. Let me pause. Think back to the start of this movie. If Poe and Finn were sitting at that table with Chewie playing chess, and then they ran down that corridor and... Rose, an engineer, was fixing a part of the Falcon. Would you have been like, yes, that makes sense for her character to be hanging around with our crew doing an engineer job? The answer is yes, but she's not there because they purposely fucking sideline her in the movie, and it's pissed me off something shocking. Like as they ran past and they're like, Claude, make sure, not bullshit. As soon as they run past and they're like, Claude, I fix this. I'm like, they've literally replaced Rose with a fucking slug monster. (laughs) I, I kind of, I kind of. I never saw this coming based off based off her part in the book because she was very much there was a couple times where like Rose you come in and then she's like nah Leia's gonna keep me here doing communications and stuff and I was like oh okay that's what they're gonna do with Rose none of it makes sense though like she's an engineer she is but now she's like a top level communications person and it's bunch of bullshit. They literally make up a bunch of crap to keep her off the screen so that it'll appease the fucking fanboys that all hated her character and it's utter shit as far as I'm concerned. 
Like, why appease to those? Why appease to racists? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It was just the thing. And I remember it sticking in my mind. Like, I didn't even think of that point of view of it. But, like, I'm like, this slug thing has no fucking arms. It's like <laughs> going at these fucking electrical cables with, like, its mouth. It's like, why would you look at that creature? Maybe and be it like, can grow that's, arms. That's. Maybe it's like gelatinous. Then why didn't he? Why hadn't he grown arms to fix the fucking Falcon, Ashley? Because he's not a good mechanic. See, that was the joke. We saw we saw uh, Claude for the first time at Star Wars Celebration, and everyone started really liking him. For there was a that was one of the first photos they released of the movie was him and um, w- w- Snap next to one another. And we'll get to Snap, don't you worry. But oh, those two, yeah, th- those two next to one another. So yeah, and th- watching the movie, I was just like. Especially the second... See, I didn't really pick up on it the first time. I was like, okay, Claude, that's where Claude is. That's interesting. It was the second time watching it where I was like, that should have been Rose there. That's really weird how she's not there when she probably should have been there considering she was part of our main crew and now she's not and it's a fucking slug. Anyway, that's my... They fucked Rose Tycho. They fucked they fuck Kelly Marie Chano. We don't deserve it. Well, I you know the what I got the joke the, is the, that... JJ came out and said the best thing that Ryan Johnson did was it, uh, cast Kelly Marie Tran in The Last Jedi. And then, you know. And he does nothing with her. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I couldn't help it. I had to point out in my review because uh, as we said, uh, when I talk, when talked about Last Jedi, I love that line from her in that movie. Like, I think that's the best line in the movie. And I think that her, her delivery of that line to Finn about, you know, fighting for what we love, not destroying things we hate. Um, it's like it's just so like to me that is Star Wars you know like that's kind of what the message of Star Wars is it's about hope and this sort of shit and you have her give that line and then everyone hates her and then sideline her oh, I don't know it pisses me off anyway I, I don't but think they needed to have her do they heaps seem in to this remember movie it's her, like if, they seem to remember her in the second in like the very last third of the movie they're like yeah better give us something to do so yeah, too, so people don't strange. get too angry on the internet, but I mean, you did replace her with a slug, so. <clears throat> Where the fuck was I up to? Oh, ba- Babu, Babu Freak Freak, whatever his name is. Puppet, great, very funny, great. very much liked it. Babu, everyone, everyone in my cinema laughed several times when he did his little like, <laughs> or like, oh, the droid, They're like, yeah, all this also. Everyone laughed at that stuff, so that was good. Um, he hooks C3PO up, and then we get the whole red eyes thing, obviously. C3PO says the. Sith. what was written on the Sith dagger thing and like gives the coordinates, blah, 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 blah. And uh, while we we're doing this, that we also have a moment with Poe and Zori up on the roof where they share a moment as well. I guess that's worth mentioning. And then also while all this is happening, we get uh, Dio, which is the droid they found on the ship, obviously. Uh, that's come down to to the planet with them and Ray fixes him up. And I really liked Dio as well. Quite funny, obviously. Just having a droid that's like squeaky will, squeaky feel, and then like r- runs around after Ray fixes him. It's like, oh, thank you. Or like when something goes to touch Dio, and he's like, even that horse later where no. the, the horse thing goes to touch Dio, and he's like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Like I, I thought was Dio abused. was quite a. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like it, a, just, it was a hurt yeah. droid. Which shows the contrast between Palpatine and and Ray because that droid was probably Palpatine's or somebody did the Sith at once, and she was nice was- to it and. That's the difference. There you go. Message of the whole movie. Uh, so then, uh, obviously, the because uh, the, the Knights of Ren were tracking them, Ren turns up and he starts coming down to the 
uh, to the place. When the, the big Star Destroyer shows up, Ray can sense that Chewie's up there. So they head on up to uh, that ship, taking Zori Bliss's captain medallion, I think it was captain, whatever it was. It was a medallion from the First Order that they can plug oh in. Oh, my and God, you just reminded me of something. Let's Fuck them get life. into the ship. Is it... Right now or later? Like <laughs> It's way later. Sorry, okay. you just made me re- remember a bit that I blocked out of my memory. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Um, well, I'm not sorry. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Uh, so then they head up to ship. Kylo heads down to the Kajimi, and then they, they're looking around at opposite places. Uh, they come out. Ray does a whole bunch of Force stuff, you know, like, oh, you're happy for us to be here, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Poe and Finn go off and find Chewie while Ray heads off to find the dagger. When she's in the room with the dagger, she also bumps into uh, the helmets in there and whatever else. And then she starts having this whole force vision shared yeah, thing again. with Kylo again. Yeah, I really like and this. And they one. go at it. This seems yeah, this, really cool. This like was you the said, best this is the mashup where they had, they like did like a parts of one bit. like going around them and the locations sort of melded yeah which i think worked so, well in the shot because it looked practical i think as well, it which helped i think it worked well because it was shot well and whatever else it didn't it uh, it could have been done bad but obviously <laughs> it works because they've matched the shots or they've shot it all on green screen i have no idea how they did it really and then like even the like slicing of the i don't know t- technically it, it's well done i think like it, it, it just yeah, works yeah. so i can't really complain too much um, they have a whole thing. Of course, he starts going on about, I'll come tell you who you really are because he realizes that she's actually up on his ship. So then he heads on up there. Great. Up at this point. Now yeah, that what? scene, that shot in the trailer makes, it's a smart shot. Which one? Like the shot of them destroying the Vader helmet because then of it's them, revealing her yeah. location. Mm. Instead Which of destroying the Vader helmet for the sake in of the trailer, the we didn't know we didn't know that that was they were fighting in two different locations. Yeah. Like- also, what would somebody <laughs> so say one of like Kylo's friends? What would they see while Kylo was in this like force battle? Would he just be randomly? Um, he's just think the yes. Ky- you think the Knights of Ren are paying attention? You know, they just look standing there trying to make sure they look. No, I was thinking about that one stormtrooper that when Kylo comes out of the the thing, like he turns to him, he's like, "She's on my ship, locked down the ship or whatever." And uh, you got to be thinking, like, was this stormtrooper just stand there watching Kylo, like, like every now and then ducking, every now and then ducking in a random yeah. lightsaber for the, like slash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good times. I want to see the outtakes. I want to see the alternate view. <laughs> using all these fights uh so then she uh kylo heads on up um while finn and poe and chewie manage to get captured of course this is when we get the big reveal of who the um the spy who actually the spy was because they get captured and then hux is like oh i'm gonna execute you all myself and then he shoots the stormtroopers and he's like i'm the spy and then it's it was it was a moment, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like the we've ran out of things for Hux to do. <laughs> <laughs> Hux in this movie is just very like yeah, he got oh no, he got sidelined as well. Jay is like Brian Johnson made too much fun of him. We need to and even worse. They they Skippy are just they like made this decision, and then twenty seconds later he gets killed. Because even though they went through this thing of him getting shot in the leg to to be like oh this is blah blah blah. blah the Emperor, like the Supreme General or whatever, is just like, oh, no, you're... you're I think he was on to uh, him before that, and it was just a confirmation. General Allegiant Pride, I think, yeah. is the full name mm. of... Uh, Which Richard E. Grant. Couldn't Hux, yeah. couldn't Hux have done that role? 
Like, the only thing that's really different is that um, that general gets the line later that's like, I've always been here to serve you. I served you in the first war. No, nah, because obviously um, Hux and Kylo have this... Bad blood. Like, bad blood now. But there's, so no, it but there's no payoff between that, though. Like, there's nothing of... Except for the one little scene in, like, the meeting later where, you know... Well, earlier. Um, Kylo is like, oh, I can feel your hesitation or whatever. Other than that, there is nothing else between Hux and Kylo for this entire fucking movie. No, I, they just needed. I think they did just need a different character to be there leading the ships at the end. And I think not having it Hux makes sense. Like, yeah, because it just it just makes more sense not to have it Hux. I think so. I I, I don't mind how they got rid of Hux. I was like, whatever. Listen, I don't care about. Hux I said last week. Uh, I wanted uh, Hux to go out like a bitch. Um, he did. Yep. Not really happy. Certainly did. <laughs> yeah. Because of course he, uh, yeah, gets gets uh, shot in the leg as uh, Finn and Poe and Chewie manage to f- get the Falcon back and uh, head off to escape in that. And um, it's quite funny just how he's <laughs> like Legion Pride just like swings around, shoots him, and he goes flying back about ten feet. So <laughs> I found <Yeah>. the spy. <laughs> it was just and like the the thing is, um, some reason in my brain, the moment I heard that there was a spy earlier, I'd been like, oh maybe like I started to think of like better options even though i knew hux was the obvious fucking choice i was like maybe for some reason it's phasma and she's gone through this whole thing in this last year and a half where she's felt betrayed by the first order and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like that'd be really cool and then it just was like this really small thing that didn't matter it was like oh, yeah. okay i just realized one thing i don't think i should uh i think i forgot to mention which is of course that c3po on the planet has now lost his memory and he's walking around being like, hello, nice to meet you. Oh, who are you? I'm C-3PO, blah, 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 blah. Which I did think was funny for the one time where Babo Frank was like, hello? <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> what? me, Babo Frank? And he's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And then because it pays off later for the extra joke where they mentioned Babo Frank and C-3PO is like, Babo, that's one of my favorite, my oldest my friends. Oldest friends yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, I actually thought that was a good joke. Yeah. I gotta be honest, all of C-3PO's jokes in this movie, Work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one, I think. Maybe yeah. C3PO's like, best movie to date. I legit think it's his best. C3PO's best. But just the thing seeing is Anthony really Daniels done. being the only actor in every single. Every single one, yeah. So. Yeah. And I finished. I finished uh, going through Anthony Daniels' book, by the way, where he talks about uh, having problems with George and all these different things, different movies, and being sidelined and not being appreciated enough and like in the first movie they wanted wanted to pretend C3PO was a real robot at the time so they didn't take Anthony Daniels on any of the press tour and just pretended he didn't exist and it made him feel like shit and all this stuff so yikes yeah yeah it's a real thing uh so yeah they run off they get in the Falcon meanwhile Ray's uh waiting in the hangar bay when Kylo Ren comes down uh they this is where you finally get the reveal that Ray is um, a Palpatine officially. Get the full, 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 full how, reveals. How did that play in your guys' theaters? Because I heard audible groans and laughs. Uh, yeah, I think I had basically groans. I wouldn't say I, I didn't have any laughs. Groans. I just had groans. Not like heaps. Not like a majority of the cinema in unison was like, Ugh, but like definitely across the cinema, I had like a, a several. I could hear several like. You know, like, kind of like, which is what I think I did on the inside because I was like, I saw it coming, but then also, of course, all everything up until this point in this movie didn't like 
made me be like, no, don't do it now because I don't think you're doing it right. Because I think I would have been open to it if they'd managed to do it right, I guess. But I don't know how they could have no, done it right. But it, whatever, it, it was a poor choice. It was. Uh, it was bad. much better when she was. <laughs> Nobody. From no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, of course was, was a big theme in the Last Jedi. <laughs> did Did you you wrote Broom your Boy. review that there was a scene that made a girl cry? Was it this or? No. No. I'll point that out when we. I'll point that out okay. when we get to that. Yeah. So Spoilers. little girl, walk, yeah. <clears throat> and then I, yeah. No, I'll get back to no, it. I just. So uh, they. Uh, what it says to me is, hey, Donald Trump's grandson. You don't have to be a dick like grand your granddad. <laughs> you can be a good person. Well, my my biggest problem with it. My biggest problem with the whole her, she's a Palpatine thing, other than the fact that, of course, it. Like, really defeats, like, everything that Last Jedi set up, and the reason that I think a lot of people liked The Last Jedi for many reasons is that Rey as a nobody became, like, a really great, uh, great heroine figure for, like, a, a female character. You know, she was just straight up, just, you know, strong, didn't have any ties. She didn't have to, re- didn't have to rely on, like, family connections. Yeah, and all this sort of stuff. Up. She was just strong by herself. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people liked her, obviously. And then that movie was a lot about... Family doesn't, and this movie tries to be like, you know, family doesn't matter. You can make your own choices. But Last Shadow was just more subtle and being like, your family doesn't matter. You don't have a connection, right? You don't need one. You can choose your own family, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, Broom Boy at the end being like, you know, Hope, Galaxy, doesn't matter who you are. You could pick up a sword and join the fight, blah, 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 blah. This movie really ruins Broom Boy's (laughs) hopeful. No, Broom Boy doesn't exist in this universe. (laughs) Yeah. There's no broom boy, but they spend all of this movie going through trying to tell the story of doesn't matter who your, you know, what your parent heritage is, blah 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 blah, and then the choice at the very end undoes all of that teaching. It's like pretty oh. much. Yep. Nice. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, also, nothing more kind of makes uh, Luke and Leia dicks for not telling Ray. Looks like I'm just getting you one back because no one told me who my fucking parents were either. (laughs) (laughs) And I turned out fine. It's bloody ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so so then the Falcon comes up and, of course, uh, Ren's like, you know, join me, take my hand, blah, 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 blah. You're a Palpatine. Your your father, blah, blah, blah. My mother was from Darth Vader. We're we're connected, everyone. Shout out to uh, Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. It's Raim's mum. Is that who it was? I recognized, but I was like, I don't know who the actor was, who played her dad was. I didn't look it up. Yeah, but yeah, I'd like to imagine it's <laughs> Eve. That it's exactly the same character as in Eve, Killing Eve. Maybe, maybe that make that uh, would make me happy. The they follow the coordinates then and head off to I don't remember the name of it, but it's another one of the moons of Endor is where they end up on. Not yeah. Endor, but another moon of Endor. Uh, for clarification, uh, this time it's in. I guess, yeah. I mean, as it says here, it says ocean planet. I guess that's the easiest way to explain it. If, if, yeah. and if the, it's a forest moon of Endor, I guess this one's the ocean moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when they when they land, we get to see Janna for the first time, uh, scanning the ship as it comes in. Uh, then they crash land the Falcon because its landing gear got ruined somehow. Somehow during, like, even though it looked like it was, yeah. <laughs> even there was nothing. Maybe when they were picking it up, I don't know. 
I don't know. When maybe they... got shot at while they were flying away or something. It's yeah. no, I don't know when it got ruined, but somehow they got ruined. Uh, <laughs> and here mm. we are. So they crash land on the uh, the moon planet, whatever we want to call it. Uh, they look out, and of course, we get to see the thing we've seen a million times in the trails at this point, which is the the crashing waves, the Death Stars overhead. Uh, they, they're like, okay, well, the Wayfinder's got to be somewhere there, but how are we going to find it? How are we going to find where the Wayfinder is on this entire Death Star? And Ray says, no worry, guys, I've got it. Pulls out a compass. Uh, Swiss Army Dagger. Swiss Army yeah. Dagger. Uh, and, of course, when she pulls out the little extension that turns it into a – what's the actual name? It's not comp- – it's not it's really – like a- It's like a protract- – not a protractor or something. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I haven't used one since I was in school. <laughs> I think- <laughs> Whatever. I don't think it's a compass. Device. It's like it looks like a uh, no because protractor. My only reference is it's either been something like that. It's been in either like Uncharted or like an Indiana yeah. Jones or something mm. like the that. The idea was the edge of the thing is the indent of the the uh, yeah. It somehow perfectly slots into a slot of the ship. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. So it's really I mean, lucky they were standing in the one location where that would yeah. perfectly line up. Yeah, yeah. This is the force took them there. Okay, jeez. <laughs> This is some like hardcore Indiana Jones, just it makes sense, just go with it, like treasure hunting yep. shit that's happening right now. Anyway, I mean, I think it's silly. I think we all think it's silly, but it's the way, it's the way it goes. Uh, so then Ray's like, oh, it's over there. But, but I mean, in my mind, if you're like Death Star, where would the Emperor keep something like that? Wouldn't you just at first be like, we'll check his quarters? <laughs> like... Wouldn't that be the automatic assumption of like where to go? I don't know. Do they not have signage inside the Death Star that could lead you? No, she would, clearly not. The thing is, she wouldn't know. She wouldn't know like where the quarters are or anything like that. That's what I'm saying. There might be signage. <laughs> this way to Palpatine's office. Yeah, uh, like, a central, like a map at a shopping center. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The Death Star didn't have a railing for its gun operators to shield them from the fucking giant ray. Do you think they would have put up signage in that place? <laughs> I'd hope so. I should get bloody lost every time. I mean, that's more. Uh, it's more efficient to have signage than not have signage. But you know, that, yes, railings are a cost cutting measure. So they, that's true. <laughs> the signs will help people get to work on time, which is better for business and um, taking over the galaxy. So yeah. Uh, so then uh, Janna and all her people on... Oh, I forgot what the fucking name of the horses are. <sighs> Whatever their names are. The, the horse creatures that are cool. Uh, they all turn up and they have a bit of conversation and then they all like, yeah, Baba Freak, Baba Freak sent through a message for some reason. Now Baba Freak's like saying, sending a message saying that the, the last hope is coming, which I'm like... Doesn't sound like something Baba Freak would send for it. He doesn't <laughs> seem to have been like he didn't seem to have been that hopeful. Uh, yeah, he didn't seem to be like a, a huge were, resistance no. supporter that he'd be like, raise the last hope, better help them out when they get there, guys. Anyway, um, Poe and Janice start talking about fixing the Falcon and they get they go back to the, the Falcon for a bit, and we get this scene between Janna and Finn where uh she reveals that she was in fact a stormtrooper and her everyone there in fact was a stormtrooper and they rebelled at some fight of something or rather that sounds like a comic book that's coming and then or disney plus tv literally everything new character in this in this movie i'm like disney plus or comic book like which one are you are you disney plus series or a comic book because you got to be one of them (laughs) it can't be both Mm -hmm. or can you uh so then she reveals that Finn, of course, talks about how he used to be one, thought he was the only one, blah, 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 blah. And then this is the last time they touch on this and it's a completely wasted opportunity for Finn because, of course, before we went to the movie, I was talking about how it would be really cool if 
Finn, of course, like helped turn a bunch of stormtroopers and like led them in the battle or, you know, something I like mean, that. You're half right. I guess, but it still just doesn't feel as meaningful as I wanted it to. There. They're both sitting there and they both say, did we just become best friends? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I, was, I swear there was a slight chance there was just like, do you know where you came from? Yeah, I was at this street. That's where my family, I was abducted from my family. Same was I. Oh my God, we're sisters or brothers, yeah. sister and brother, brothers. whatever. We're related. Brothers. Siblings. <laughs> we're siblings. siblings. That's the word. Imagine uh, if everything I said came true. <laughs> but also they mentioned <laughs> about it being a feeling and I'm like, with you saying that uh, Finn was like force sensitive, it's like, was it the force making them all stop being stormtroopers? Dun, dun, dun. Well, I mean, the force works for everyone, so yeah. The force does whatever the force wants. Okay? The force, it's force independent the training, it's a, whatever it is, mind. If the force it. wills it, then the force wills it. No, because I'm one else with has the force, the force now, and the force so is with me. On. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Uh, so they have this whole thing, and then BB-8 comes over and tells Poe that Ray's. Oh, or Finn or whoever, I can't even remember, uh, tell someone that Ray's ran off and then they run back up to the water and they say that Ray's hijacked some sort of a ocean skiff. craft and she's riding the waves. A water skiff. A water skiff. There you go. Uh, movie's full of skiffs. There's a lot of skiffs. A lot of skiffs in this movie. Uh, yeah, and then she rides the waves over to Death Star, of course, by herself where everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. How's she doing that? She's using the force, man. And then, you know, <laughs> you know Finn just falls back into his old ways, goes after her. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't just let her handle that and I'll, I'll help fix the ship. He's like, I better chase after her because I'll definitely be able to help her because I'm force sensitive. I hate <laughs> I hate when, I really hate when a movie sets something up as this is impossible and then two different sets of people do the impossible thing one after the other. Yeah, it makes sense if Ray like- does it. <laughs> If, if if Ray does it, it's like okay, like you know, she's the super powerful Jedi. She 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 can yep. do it. Next second, Jenna and Finn do it. But Finn guys, is force sensitive, so it's okay. It's the payoff. He's force sensitive. This entire movie, everything he's doing is because he's like, I need to tell Ray that I'm force sensitive, and I'll be able to help her because I'm force sensitive. Look. <laughs> I can read. What what number are you thinking of? You need of? to Two? train yep. me in the ways of the Jedi. Yeah, you need to train me, Ray. Teach <laughs> me the things. Um, so yeah, then Ray of course arrives at the. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot they point out that fight in this article. I missed that they um they still think it's part of the love triangle thing being undeveloped, which I thought was a weird thing where you know Ray runs off and then Poe's like, all right, well I'm going back to fix the ship. She wasn't fucking idiot running off, and then Finn's like, no, you don't understand. He's like, what don't I understand? Um, and then Poe's like, I, well, I understand. Leia understands. She knows. Ray knows what we're fighting for. And then Poe's like, Well, I'm not Ray. Um, I'm not Leia. And then Poe's like, Yeah, you're damn not. And then like walks off. I was like, that was a Which big, is which so is random. like okay. If this is a theme that has been going for the entire movie, sure, this is a really big turning point for Poe as a character. But it hasn't. This hasn't been a thing. This entire movie. Why is fucking Finn trying to lay down the the law now? Like fuck! It was very weird. I didn't understand <laughs> this at all. I don't know. I just it's just set like- up the next thing when they go back after Leia passes away. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which makes I no sense, really. But no. Yeah. No. 
Uh, so Ray, yeah, heads to Death Star. She manages to climb her way up uh, into the Empress throne room, and then she heads off to a side room thing that I don't know what's that in we, there. Nobody because, has ever noticed. Yeah, it's, like it's this it's, secret room on the side where, of course, she finds the the Wayfinder device, uh, and then she also bumps a, into a uh, DNA scan store. Only opens for Palpatines. Oh, I mean, you could be onto something. You could be onto something. Very true. Um, she's then attacked by, of course, Dark Ray that we saw in the trailers, and they get into like a 10 second fight, I guess. It's, I mean, it's cool it's like for nothing. the 10 seconds, I it's guess. It's like yeah. nothing, though, in the end, where yeah. for some reason well, Evil it, Ray grows like, you know, pointed teeth like the Emperor a little bit, and then she well, goes. I, I'll, I'll tell you why this, is, this whole scene is stupid and wasted. Because obviously it's supposed to be like equivalent to uh, Luke fighting himself in uh, Empire, right? When Luke fight, finds himself, it's like he has this battle against Vader and then he's like, bam, 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 you know, lightsaber, lightsaber, lightsaber. He cuts off Vader's head and then, of course, it's revealed that his head's inside and that it's like giving this image that his worst fear is that he'll become uh, Vader or something like that, right? Having Ray appear here is just very blatantly, she just says to her, don't you want to become what you truly are? Like, it's just so, it has like, like well, nothing Well, she said she's already There's, had a vision of her being on sitting the on throne. the front, yeah, no, but like, there's no nuance to but it. If it's no... literally just like her being like, "Don't you want to become evil?" and they're like, pew, pew, pew. "Okay, whatever." Like, I've got fangs. No, <laughs> like, there's no layered complexity to the yeah. narrative at all. Like, there's nothing. It tr- it's like this movie is treating its audience or its fan base like they can't read between the lines of things, and that they need to be told everything on the nose. Which comes back to well, to be people fair, being pissed off. Which, yeah, exactly. It is a thing where it's like people do need that because they get outraged over shit. But at the same time, it's yeah, it just, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I thought it was cool for the 10 seconds, but I'm like it's completely void of any any actual like relevance. But I guess that, it looked cool. for. That like, is kind of the problem with this film. It's all text, no subtext. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, yeah, this shot of, like, Ray versus Ray, like, where they're side by side with the faces, lightsabers. I'm like, this looks cool as a screensaver, but, yeah, it just has absolutely no, <laughs> nothing to it at all, really, that's happening here. Just, like, a lot of cool, shiny things. Um, so then, of course, she, like, stumbles out of the room, and then she bumps into Kylo Ren, who picks up the uh, Wayfinder. Side note, and- I was like, oh, this is another connection thing. Yeah, I no, thought it turns was. Out he's well, actually there. At first, he's actually there. Yeah, it, yeah. But I think that was that was probably the only one good thing where it was like making me question if this was real or if this was a connection thing. Where and that, and, that, and I was like, cool, that's good. That's a little bit of mystery and stuff. It doesn't last very long because very quickly they show the uh, Tie Fighter parked on top of the Death Star. But okay, good. Uh, so then the two of them end up getting into a fight because he destroys the Wayfinder. And then well, it's Ray actually kind here of spit- that he reveals she's a Palpatine, which is more thematically makes sense. Inside the Death Star that she yeah. finds out. You're actually a palp 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 This is probably yeah, where your dad was conceived. Right there on that throne. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, so then she they have this whole fight, and then we get the. Of course, they somehow managed to make make their way outside. I don't really know how they got there, but they they, they jumped down. Yeah, and then know. ended up on top. Yeah, I don't know. No, because that <laughs> when they the thing that 
the throne room was like higher among the, over the curve. So they got to the bottom. Don't try, of the and, ex- curve. Don't try and explain this to me. All right, I don't. Don't, I don't, don't try and make sense of this. Uh, they they ended up outside it either way. They have their whole fight. Of course, we get the whole scene where Finn and Jana have got there somehow and not died, and then they just yell they're climbing up. Yeah, they just away. they just yell because Finn. I find it so funny. Did he bring like, a blaster? No, nah, it didn't bring nothing. He's like, I've Ash. I told you, Finn is force sensitive, and he's going to be able to help <laughs> Ray. Okay. Right? He's there for moral support. He's he's there. He'll be able to lend her his forcey forcey sensitives. Um, yeah, they get into the, the cool Kylo and Ray's fight here. I think is obviously cool. I think it's mm. you know it's the highlight fight, obviously of the between the two of them. Just so the wet. whole thing. Even just the <laughs> <laughs> even just the jumping over stuff, and you know Ray almost exudes this this feeling of. Fuck off, Finn. I can handle this on my own, you fucking stalker. Like, I will say this, I guess, like, how long would we call the fight scene this year? I would say this, like, 15 minute period of the fight and, like, what's after it is my favorite part of the movie. I like it to a point, and then after, after it, I'm like, okay, sure. I even like what comes after. This is this 15 minute piece, or whatever we're going to call it, is my favorite part of the movie. So I'll I'll just put that out. I just. I like the the one part where Ray goes through the effort of jumping over the wave, and, and Kylo just walks like through it. walks through. It. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck it. Go look, go yeah, go looking look sexy. at the camera yeah. again. Lights yeah. over his hand. What, what do you mean paid? Looking, what, someone give me a gif of of them all cut together when this eventually comes to Blu-ray. There was <laughs> there is a <laughs> there is a shot in this section where it, I literally thought, wow. Adam Driver's got a really huge fucking nose. Because there's like one part where it shows like he turns and shows like the profile shot of his face. And I was like, thing's fucking massive. You could land a fucking Star Destroyer on that thing. Don't say that. The Raylos will kill you. Um <laughs> So then yeah, the the fight's cool. I like it obviously. It it, it ends with basically implying that. Ren would win no matter what because Ray, I guess, is running out of energy for the fight. I guess is what it seems, right? Like she's she's seems just like. tired. I think it's one of those things I mean, where it was telling something that we wanted it to tell, just really poorly because we we had spoke of this thing where, um, th- you know, what we'd seen, we'd seen that Ray's really emotional and Kylo is really like so calm, calm and strict and. and yeah. d- I feel like it was trying to tell that just really poorly. Yeah, because it definitely—it's like very—it's very heavy pace for a while. Obviously, like she's jumping over shit. They're like they're this, they're both swinging at each other, and then it hits a stage where she stops for a second, and then she just starts like, you know, kind of exhausted swinging at him. I guess well, you know, like when you think about it, Kylo doesn't want to kill her. No, and she's going all in at this stage. It seems. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they both—they also both. At both at one stage here, they both use the force to freeze each other's lightsabers, which was uh, cool, cool to see as well, I guess. Um, then the saving grace is that Leia, back at base, is sensing what's happening, I guess, and she realizes that she's going to have one last chance to reach out to her son and make some change here. So she reaches out and this that's what I'm saying. I, I don't mind this scene because it's, I guess it's the best we can do. But understand obviously, understand the thought process. Well, she's just trying to reach out and because she 
She's at this You're- stage. She's supposed to still believe that there's good in him. She's giving one last chance. Is what I, you know, it is. One last chance to reach out to her son and like get to him. So that's what she's but doing. The weird thing, the really weird one though, isn't? Didn't she say thing. he died at the end of the last film? Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, but Luke? then Luke gave him more. Luke gave him. Luke, Luke gave them all hope. You know. It's yeah. It's a. It's not narratively following what's happened correctly, but also the shot where it all of a sudden goes to fucking Maz and Maz explains what's going on is like. Yes, well, Kieran, if Maz didn't say that, how would the audience know what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> if Maz wasn't in this also, movie to explain it stuff with Leia, like, Leia and Maz nobody, twice explains what Leia's doing in this movie. <laughs> and and nobody from the Resistance seems to react in a way to go, wait, no, Leia, don't die. Don't do this. <laughs> they all just uh, kind of stand there and go, oh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah so she, she reaches out, obviously... Ben senses her or whatever. As I said before, this scene would have been much better if we actually had Carrie, Carrie still alive and then you could have had her like appear behind him, I guess, in the shot. And like, I think obviously if you shot it in a way that like maybe she appeared behind right as she, he's like standing over Ray and like just touched his shoulder and then like said Ben or something and then froze and then he turned around and like looked into her eyes. I think that would have sold the moment because you got to remember that he hasn't talked to or seen his mum for x amount of years you know what i mean so even her saying ben now in his ear is like the first time he's hearing her his mum's voice for since he left you know since he, he left and joined snoke so um and he's the movies have done a very which, big thing which raises the question why didn't she try before now i guess she has i would presume she's had i would okay. presume that she has but she no i think maybe she has been worried because of what is brought up later about her destiny with the Force and everything, maybe she's just been worried about using the Force to reach out to do it. Because no, I would presume that she been, just has, but it never was. Because she's been told that oh, once your path is completed, it ends with your son dying. And that isn't something she's wanted to do. Hmm. Could be a combo, but... Um, Did it say her either son way. dies, or was it... At your, I can't remember. No, it says no. At the end of your path, it ends with your the death of your son with it, or something like that. Dylan, mm-hmm. you watched the movie twice. Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Either way, she uh, like she. I would presume that she's because you know how like sometimes like obviously they show in like Last Jedi that Luke and Leia can sense one another and this sort of thing. Mm. I presume she's tried to get in touch with Kylie like that before. This is the first time she basically attempts to do what Luke did in Last Jedi, like on a similar level. But that's why I'm saying because in the movie you don't have her there, it doesn't translate as well because she's not yeah. there and all you, hear, all you hear is her saying. Whereas if she'd done what Luke did and you actually had her appear there and then she passed away like Luke did, it would have been like, okay, she literally just used all of her last power to literally force travel across the galaxy to be there with her son for the first time. And then doing that uh, made her become one with the force like Luke did. But yeah, that's what I think it is. In my mind, that's what's basically happened, but we just don't have the best representation of it on screen as we would, unfortunately. Not because of Carrie's fault or anyone's, obviously, but it's just like the what we... Uh, it, it, it is what they is, as I say. 
Either way, it distracts him long enough that Kylo uh, gets stabbed in the gut by Ray, who grabs his lightsaber. And then while this happens, uh, Leia does pass away. Well, become one with the Force, I guess. Well, she takes about no, she an does. hour to do so, but yeah. yeah, she dies and then she sits. Yeah, it's weird. She anyway. waits a while. She's like, I'll, I'll be back. I'll, you yeah, know. she's like, Maybe oh, she I'll, goes I'll, to a coma. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird. Either way. But she gets covered over like she's dead. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Kylo goes down. Leia passes away. Uh, Kylo's obviously going to die, but then Ray uses the healing thing to patch up his injuries. She then takes off in his ship, leaving him there, um, I guess, <laughs> stranded because then the Falcon comes up and picks up uh, Finn and Janna and they take off. So Kylo's just kind of left there, I guess. How he gets off, I, would like, I don't know, but he figures this out. So he figures it out somehow. Um, so then we find out that Ray traveled to Akto, where... I really like this part. Yeah, I think this part, this part actually makes sense. Like, if the plot of this movie is like Ray having visions, which we've had since Force Awakens, that part matches up, right? We know she has visions. She's had visions since the first movie. She's having visions of her becoming uh, evil, turning to the dark side. Then her, because of like her whole thing with Luke, then she decides to go do the same as Luke, but then Luke's like... I was wrong. My only problem with Luke in this scene, because obviously like Luke comes out and grabs the lightsaber, whatever. My, my biggest problem with Luke in this scene is I feel like people will misunderstand when he's like, I was wrong. And people are going to take that as like a slight jab to the last Jedi. When it's like literally yeah. him just admitting that he was wrong, which we know That's from the last Jedi anyway. Like, so. the thing good that, character progression. The, like, king, the thing that J.J. Abrams made him do in The Force Awakens was wrong. Yes. Not Ryan. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JJ put Even him on the just, fucking island. <laughs> yeah. That's Even I mean. just for me, I, I didn't expect Ray to go to Luke's island. I thought she was just going straight to Palpatine after getting the tie. So that's why this actually, because that's what my I, brain has been cultured to believe through this whole shit fest. I don't think she realized that she had the Wayfinder in his ship straight away until Luke pointed it out. Which. It's kind of, I'm like, eh, that's what why I would she as. know? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's right in, there it's, in the fucking dash when she's yeah, flying. But, it's, it's in a, but it was turned off. It was in like a cabinet or some shit. Like she rips it out later. That's what I took it as. She didn't realize. Anyway. <laughs> so she's like, I can't find a way to stop him. So I'm just going to hide out and die and anything bad won't happen or whatever. So we get this whole Luke scene. Then we get this, the... the no, fuck it, I'm going to call it. The stupid layer thing, I, did, I didn't like. As much as coming into this movie, I was like... You I, wanted this! I wanted this, but they did it wrong, and now I don't want it. Okay, you how wanted did that, this what, so badly. What did they do wrong? Uh, it just feels very forced to me. The dialogue feels really silly, where Luke's like, here, she'll want you to have something. Here's a lightsaber. Here's a random flashback scene. Like, it just felt very fan service like, stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just... So, like, the time <laughs> It's literally Luke's like, here's a lightsaber that I've hidden away in my home of which I came here to die and I hate the Jedi, but for some reason I brought Leia's lightsaber and hid it inside my house. Like, okay, (laughs) sure, buddy. Uh, And then it's like, here, have that lightsaber. And then the part where he's like, you'll bring that to Ellipsium or whatever the fucking planet's called. I'm like, why is he saying, like, I don't know. The dialogue just felt weird to me. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Flashback stuff. Also hated that they were both the same color. Yeah. That annoyed me. Uh, also, in the flashback, there's only Luke so looks, many Luke Kyber crystals. 
They could have had a green one, for fuck's sake. No, that's like, just to be different. They could have gave it any other color. It would have been way more exciting. Um, also, Luke looked fine in the flashback thing, and Le- Leia still looked like shit, so. Leia looked awful. Yeah. Like, any time that, which is all the time that Leia was done fucking CG, looks like, it looked as bad, if not worse, as the Rogue One Leia. Like, it just looked bad the whole time. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, but Luke, so then Luke... Luke Luke for, uh, Luke goes and gets his X-wing out of the the ocean for her. Lifts that up, which was cool. That's handy. Good I job. really liked it. Yeah, I, I was like, I didn't mind cool. this part. Full circle. I was like, full circle for Luke. He's, you know, he's uh, showing that there is nothing but try, and he can do it now. Uh, back at Kylo, who's stranded on uh, the Death Star, still, mm. he's visited by Han Solo, his father. Um, this is this is honestly my favorite part of the movie because th- and this is my favorite part because it's the only part where I feel like there was any emotion in the whole fucking thing that actually meant anything. C- question: Is it just is Harrison Ford involved in this section at all? Is it his voice? What? It's Harrison Ford. What do you mean? It does not look like it's Harrison Ford. It is Harrison what? Ford. You're crazy. It, it's no, Harrison but it Ford. Looks, no, 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 no. But it looks very um, CG. No, it's literally him there. It's Harrison Ford. It looked super CG. I to don't me. think he yeah. was actually on a Death Star in the middle of the ocean, but he was <laughs> no, there. No, but like I don't know. He no, just did, it's it Harrison Ford. Very CG. It is. Okay. Yeah. Lucasfilm rocked up on his doorstep, said, "Here's a million dollars. Come film fifteen minutes." He said, "Star Wars, yeah, sure." And then he came in. Um, he did the same. But either Listen, way, it's you good. You don't because- have to learn any new lines. Just repeat the ones you did the last time. Yeah, but I, mean- I appreciate that he isn't a Force ghost, by the way. Yeah, so this is the thing, because obviously when The Force Awakens came out and we all talked about, like, oh, could, like, uh, Han Solo come back and all this sort of stuff, the answer was always no, because Han ain't going to come back as a Force ghost. But this scene works because he's not a Force ghost. He is simply Kylo's brain fucking... Just, like, him talking to himself, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, he's not actually seeing a vision. It's just all in his head, you know? So, but The last thing that Leia did was give give schizophrenia. Well, yeah. To to me... Like it could, like just having Han there obviously just helps the audience, like represent yeah. a scene that they could have just had him go through in his own mind, obviously. But actually having a visual element helps tell the story and what's happening for the audience and stuff. But this is definitely my favorite scene in the movie. Now I've watched it twice, and this scene is hands down the best scene in the movie solely, and it's also the best acted scene in the movie. These two delivering that lines back and forth, it's the only time I felt any emotion of anything in the whole movie. It's also the reason that, that Kylo gets any sort of um, growth as a character, and it's also why... Um, oh, fuck, I meant to blank out his name. What's Kylo's actor's name? Adam Driver. Adam, um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is also the best actor in this movie for one simple part that literally made me like like single tear straight away as soon as he delivered it which is that the part where he says dad the delivery of the part where he finally says dad just like fucking was an arrow to my heart and it was the only part in this whole i was like oh some fucking like something that means something because the whole part we're talking and they do you know Han puts his hand on him like they do in the first one and all this sort of stuff and then the way adam driver just delivers that thing because he says like son and then he goes that like but he breaks like you hear his like voice break like at the same time he delivers it i'm like wow some actual fucking thing that means something even in this movie. Just, just that like, moment made even, this movie watchable <laughs> even just the shot of adam driver looking down and then just hearing hey kid was just like like there's just so like just that that simple line delivery 
just screams so much love and affection from a father to his son, like to somebody that you know, like when like a child needs you is just that but kind of talk to him. Like it's also what this also what this moment does to me is it just represents a completely different movie that doesn't need all the Palpatine overstuffed bullshit that this movie offers up. And it could have really just been after the last Jedi, we could have had a much simpler movie that still led to this sort of fight and still led to uh, Leia sacrificing herself, uh, all this sort of stuff. And then Han being there helping turn blah, blah, blah. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just not the Star. <laughs> Obviously, because I like the Last Jedi, I definitely don't feel like I'm mixed up with what "quote unquote" real Star Wars fans like. I don't know, but like I, I would have been a lot happier with a much smaller, simpler tale. I guess, like just about literally the family that mattered for this without all the Palpatine bullshit and whatever else. Mm. And especially watching this actual movie, and as I said, I've watched it twice, and this mo this moment made me cry twice. It's the reason I kind of like, it literally is the only moment in the whole movie that I'm like, that is some fucking top acting. That is some top, like the best dialogue in the movie. It's only, it's hands down the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, because it actually adds something. And it, it it's only, it's also a scene that works for everything that's come before. You know what I mean? Like it works for everything we had in the last Jedi happen. It works for everything that happened in the force, force awakens. Like it's, it wraps everything up and like the whole family dynamic and, um, it also just made me think if Carrie was still alive, like what the family dynamic of the Ben story in this movie could have been if they had more scenes to film with her and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Just I, I think I need to rewatch it to maybe appreciate this scene more. I think as soon as Harrison Ford came on screen, I'm like, oh my God, they just brought Harrison Ford back for the sake of bringing him back. And I maybe didn't pay as close attention as I should have. And also... There's a running thing through this entire movie where people keep repeating lines either from the last film or things they've said previously in this film that I felt I like, like, oh, they're doing it again. I really liked that they were doing... I really liked that they were redoing the bits from the meeting in Force Awakens. But it, it wasn't fully. It was only like... It wasn't fully. It was small. It was small bits. But for me, just the difference between Adam Driver's... Um, delivery from Force Awakens to his delivery in this shows a character growth f- of Kylo between those two moments because Kylo was very scared and very um, scared that he couldn't be the, like, you know, deliver and do be on the dark side and everything in this movie, uh, in the first movie. And then this movie, it's like he's scared of doing the right thing or doing what he actually well, needs to do know, the right doing the right things harder well he, he, Kylo, the first time Kylo, he didn't have the strength to do the right thing so yeah Kylo to me has always been well not always i guess like uh, this is like more after like looking at retrospective after what they did in the last jedi but my view on Kylo is always now he is someone who was always more pulled to the light side and of course they cover that in force awakens but then he was always forcing himself to stay in the dark side, which he meant just being angry and yelling back. constantly and being like pissy and like acting like a big tough guy, basically. And he breaks in this final moment and comes back to light side by, uh, with what Ray and his mother do, because they both like, firstly, his mother sacrifices herself to help turn him back. Ray then uses, brings him back to life as like a, 
nice gesture, obviously. And then ha- he's kind of sitting there contemplating everything, of, obviously. And then his father turns back up. And then they go through similar... Well, he doesn't actually turn up. It's on his head. But the, he turns back up and they, they get to play over similar paths from The Force Awakens. Except for this time, he's kind of broken, I guess. And it lets him push more toward the and light, gets- finally. In his brain, he believes that Ben Solo is dead. He believes that that part of him is dead and that all he is left is Kylo Ren. Well, that's what he's and telling just, himself. That's, that's he's, what he's dead. He's telling himself and he's believing. And, and that's, you know, when Harrison, when Han Solo says, no, it's Kylo that's dead, it kind of, it, it, it's what he needed to hear. It's what he, it's somebody to say, it's okay for you to be Ben Solo. Like you don't have to be Kylo Ren. Mm. You can be Ben Solo, yeah. and it works so well because that's what I'm saying. Like you, I, d- I definitely hope that, like you, re- this scene is the movie for me, really. But it's just the delivery and everything. Like the, the way they come up and straight away, it's like, "Hey, kid," and then you know, cause it, even when Kylo responds, like Ben Solo's dead, you know, like it's back to him being that like sort of scared child delivery thing. Of like Ben Ben's Ben's dead, you know, like he's just like trying to make all these excuses, and they're just having Han walk up and be like, "No, Ky- Kylo's Kylo's dead," and all this sort of stuff. No, yeah, Th- this fantastic scene, but I could talk about this one as the best, and it's the reason I wish there was more from the movie because I could just see so much more from this movie surrounding with this, but no, it doesn't happen. Um, so then we go to obviously Ray now leaves Acto and then she plugs in the, the wayfinder and off she goes through the giant loopholes to head to uh, the final, whatever the planet is. I'm trying to see if it's written down here anyway. I can't find the fucking... The start it is, what is it? Zai. It starts with E, whatever it's called. Ekto, Ipto, Ipto. I don't know. Elkto, Ipto. The Sith homeworld apparently, whatever it is. Ray lands there while Ash is finding it, I guess. Ray lands there and then heads on down to uh, find Palpatine, obviously, while Richard E. Grant is <laughs> getting ready with the, the rest of the ships up there and they're all ready to come in. Uh, meanwhile, while Ray was on their way there, she set off her tracking device so then the the Resistance could figure out where she was going and then they all head off to follow her tracks to uh, for the last final fight. Except, of course, importantly, they send off uh, Chewie and Lando in the Falcon to uh, go try and gather support finally. Get some, oh, Balacrate, they didn't come, but this time they might, you know. This is where you get uh, uh, Poe's whole speech about if if we give them hope, they'll fight for us and that sort of stuff. Um, So then Ray heads down, she meets up with Palpatine, I guess. Well, she walks through the whole creepy place and she ends up in... I don't know how you would describe this final room. It's like a big open area. You've got the throne room. Obviously. What's the throne room, I guess? You've got the throne. You've got Palpatine and his weird thing. And then Can I? I'm really disappointed. I feel like they've missed something here. The bit where it turns into stands where all the people are sitting. Part of me wishes it looked like, like a rundown version of the... Um, freaking the place with the discs... Where the council was, where all the ambassadors were. The Senate thing? The Senate, thank you. I wish it looked like a rundown version of the Senate, because that was his, you know, his place of rule. Like, I would have really liked it if there'd been some kind of callback to to that in there. Like, it just looked somewhere that he had rebuilt himself. I mean, I've got bigger questions. Who the fuck are all these hooded people? 
who are because who are <laughs> the Sith? Sith? Because we've always been told that the Sith are like you know there's only, there's two, only a two. couple of them. Yeah. But now there's fucking heaps of cloaked figures. Yeah, they've been around so and shit. Are they all acolytes of Sith or whatever? No, they're you all know, Sith. Like, remember, they keep killing each other. So you, theoretically, you go through a fair number. <laughs> so you tell me they're all ghosts in the background. Is what yeah. they're supposed to be. Is, all ghosts. That's what I'm led to believe. Yeah, I, I think they're all the people that like because there was like beings like looking after him in the first scene, like doing things for him. Yeah, and, that's like, why I thought they were people. That's why I thought they were all like followers of the Sith or something. Yeah, I think they're people that were residents on that planet. I feel like this is definitely something when I get my hands on the visual dictionary or something like that, it'll just give me the answer to this, but I currently don't have a 100% answer because it's very confusing. But anyway, um, so Ray ends up in the room, obviously, and then now we get into like the final act of the movie, which, I mean... (sighs) It's where the big... If you thought that... (laughs) You know, so far, people, things have been pretty yikes. Prepare yourself for the last third of this movie because it's it's fucking big old yikes. Yeah, I think... So the first time I watched the movie, I think because obviously I'm just like, okay, okay, what? Okay, interesting. Um, You know, like, is this stuff happening? The second time I watched the movie, I was very much like, I don't like the final act of this movie (laughs) at all, really. I just didn't like anything that particularly happened, Uh, obviously... (laughs) Like, I mean, the set design, or like the design of the Sith area, I don't, I think it looks cool. And the lightning in the background constantly and uh, Ian McDiamond or Dermot, however you say his name's performance as Palpatine is obviously good. And that that's He a, does the best with what he's got. He's yeah. done the best with what he's got to work with. That's obviously a plus. Um, this, let's tackle it in two parts. We'll talk about the Ray stuff and then we can talk about what happens above the ground, I guess. But so you got Ray down there. And Palpatine's like, given his whole plan, like, kill me. All the souls of the Sith will enter you and you'll become Empress Palpatine. Of course, we discussed this before, of which I think it's a bunch of bullshit and he's trying to trick them, but that doesn't really make sense. But nothing really makes sense in this whole end of this movie, really. But anyway. Um, and then Kylo makes his way down as well, except for, for whatever reason, he threw Where'd away his he lightsaber. Where did the TIE fighter from? Hey? Where did he get the TIE from? I don't know. That's what I was saying before. He's, he's trapped on the... The, t- uh, the Death Star, but he somehow manages to sw- swim across. Or I guess he could have climbed down and then hopped into one of the skiffs. Well, maybe the First Order, there's probably, <laughs> like, he didn't go there without somebody from the First Order being there to, like... No, I, he did. He definitely did. He travels alone this Whether- whole fucking movie, wherever he is. He's always uh, okay. alone. So, <laughs> But normally he travels in a Starfighter and then yeah. the Starfighter... Ray Trook is... The Star Destroyer. No, no, no. That, no. no you know, he's, and then this, he flies down to it in... From a Star Destroyer. Mm, only once. When he was on the ship. No, a couple times. Not at the start of the no, movie or anything. Even at the start of the movie. even at, oh, I guess he goes directly from that planet. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, because even in... No, because he goes to the, the dancing planet. He goes on a Star Destroyer and then flies down and flies back up. Yeah, that's because they and bring... And they go the, to the next planet where he goes to the Star Destroyer, flies down, flies back up. Yeah, I don't know. I highly doubt they would. Maybe they just sent somebody after him, being like, "Hey, you okay?" He's like, "No, they took my ship." (laughs) (laughs) Either way, he somehow manages to find a ship, uh, a pistol or blaster. Sorry, uh, ditches his Kylo Ren clothes, 
and gets into Ben Solo gear, I guess, is what you'd call it. <laughs> like, takes off his coat and everything, so... It was still very black, so maybe that was just, like, the undershirt. Yeah, I think it's the undershirt. He yeah. just took off his big coat yeah. so he doesn't look... Which I think is fine, because then it means at the end of the movie, like, visually, like, it's like Ben Solo's here, not Kylo Ren, so it just helps, I guess. Um, he manages... So he, he finds his way down while Ray's, like, fighting all these Sith troopers or whatever's happening down there while she doesn't agree to Palpatine shit. Um, Kylo ends up in this fight with all the Knights of Ren and they appear like they're about to beat shit out of him because he doesn't have any weapon. Then Ray, of course, as she says, she's about to strike down Palpatine. She puts a hand behind her back. They do like a force nod at one another and then she slides him one of the two lightsabers. Lucky Luke told her to bring both. I thought... <laughs> I got a good thing, Luke Todd. I got very similar vibes to the end of The Last Jedi with um, Palpatine, like, kind of like narr- narrating what was happening, the same as how Snoke was narrating what was happening. I'm like, are we going through this again? Yeah. Where are we doing this again? And the same kind of thing is going to happen where, yep, they don't do what they're being told yeah, to do. Yeah, who'd have thought? Oh, yep. Who'd have yep. thought? Uh, so, yeah, she's, uh, he sides Ray the. Lightsaber, right? Uh, right, sorry. Kylo, Ben. No, it's Ben, really. Uh, ben, the lightsaber. Ben has a really cool fight scene here against old Knights Ren. He kicks all their ass, but I like the way he kicks all their ass. Like, especially the part where he, like, does, like, a cool 180 force flip over the behind of one of them and mm. kills them that way or whatever. Either way, he turns old Knights Ren into mints pretty fast. They don't put up much of a fight, which is uh, once he's, good. Once he has a lightsaber, <laughs> even though you would think they'd be, like, prepared to fight people with lightsabers because maybe they've trained with him all of his you know whatever whatever but as soon as he has a lightsaber they're kind of like oh we're done we're fucked yeah the knights of ren uh if people were complaining that snoke was a disappointment (laughs) (laughs) yeah knights of ren are like terrible uh so then ray and ben get together and for whatever reason they stand side by side and lightsabers up so they're an easy target <laughs> uh palpatine then reveals that see that's what i'm saying this is why i think it was his whole plan he doesn't no 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 he just starts i think he was gonna go to force lightning them and then all of a sudden he starts draining no their so the one line something for him i don't remember the where the moment li- where there's a line back on because i was gonna bring it up now so there's a line back on right before ray jumps on the falcon off the the Star Destroyer, where Ray and Kylo are having a ch- chuckle there in a conversation. Kylo uses a specific word. I can't remember what it was, but he basically des- describes that Ray and himself are like enigmas of the Force kind of thing. And in my mind, the way they're trying to explain why they're both so strong in the Force is that because of their connection and everything... Um, They've always been connected through the force. And it's like when one got stronger, the other one did. So Ray uh, So Ray's I've ability got more the, that because all the Jedi lived through her. You know, she's no. the last one of the Jedi. No. That's you know, not how I took it. The plot says, of the uh Jet Li film The One. No, that's not how I took it. So how I took it is says, they tr- um, they basically try and explain from the Force Awakens. So Kylo starts getting strong. So they've always been connected. That was the whole thing. They've, they've always been connected, even if it was um, sleeping connection at that point. Which but makes Kylo- sense. Again. Because right from the start, he was interested in the girl, even though yeah. it was just a girl. It's a very like fairy tales type story, really. 
So Kylie starts getting strong with the Force. So that's how Ray is strong of or strong in the Force straight away. And then when Ray starts training, Kylie starts getting strong at the same time. And then they constantly start lifting one another up. And that's why they're both consistently strong in the Force because they're these like enigmas of the Force, like a Romeo Juliet weird Force relationship. He- Emperor, uh, the Emperor calls them, uh, I think, paradigms. Yeah, of the that's force it. Paradigms of the force. Like that. That's or the word. Paradigms of the force. Yes. Yeah. So this is what I mean about them throwing out a one sentence to explain everything. A whole thing. <laughs> but then it's really annoying that they try and explain this all with this one sentence, and then the decision they make with Kylo shortly ruins that idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's sure. that's why I took it as. So you got to be like, okay, so why did it take Kylo? Um, why did it take Palpatine so long to come back? Right, you know the, how that's a potential problem <laughs> of like plot mm-hmm. hole, and I think it's because he was spending so long trying to get them together because he. You got to realize when he starts drawing out their life force, he's not drawing out separate life forces. He's drawing out their joint life force, which is their paradigm energy, I guess, if you want to call it that. That's what he's been after this entire time. Their super strong I paradigm just- energy, and he draws that out and uses that to heal himself. Is how I took it. I just don't understand the whole kill me section then. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, Ray like, could have totally get... killed him. Yeah. No, well, you just got to pretend that he would have stopped. would have gone to shit. Yeah, no, but you, you like, just got to pretend that if she'd done if it, he would have stopped him. <laughs> if this was the plan the entire time, then I, I don't... It just doesn't read like that was the plan the entire time. No, I'm, I'm well aware it doesn't. That's why I think the movie's obviously bad. But I'm trying to, like explain <laughs> what I, the ideas that I think are in the movie that they do a very bad job that you at, hope are in the movie um, that you telling. hope that they've done yeah I mean that's part of the podcast isn't it so <laughs> yeah but that, that that's my impression of what is there amongst the terrible mess at the end of this movie that's that's what I think is happening and that's why at before at the start of the podcast where I was obviously saying that I think um, extended universe like comics or books or something uh, could potentially make the movie more watchable and enjoyable because if they if in any of the material they confirm this stuff and expand upon it and like explain all this so much better then I could watch the movie and be like yes he was after the paradigm energy or whatever the fuck you know I, I don't care whatever even just um so and while they're doing this there's all the stuff fly happening above them with the the space battle and everything, yes. with fucking the resistance and whatever, and and we skipped over the scene back at the resistance after you know Finn and so we'll go Ray back go to back the space battle it. now, I guess. Yeah, we can pause on Kylo, Kylo and Rain because there's the there's the thing I think the thing we've kind of missed though is that there's been this whole thing where Poe randomly in the last third of this movie since Leia died has started to lose hope in the resistance and start losing like that nobody's helping them i guess it started with his conversation with zori and then he starts you know he gains that hope back again and then randomly in the middle of this fight seat in the space battle Uh, he like loses that hope again wouldn't you lose hope if you're getting completely destroyed but but that isn't but But, for me i don't see poe is like that like i don't see like because the whole the whole thing of a me is why wouldn't that's he he's responsible for everybody and everybody's dying but the thing for me is, no but i'm talking about the story overall i'm no, talking yeah, about the story no, but overall yeah but-, <laughs> yeah but no i'm talking about the story overall when that's something that was kind of covered in the book and leading into this was poe's confidence and kind of his leadership of the resistance 
is something a lot bigger and he's there to hold it all together even though on the inside he has so many doubts and insecurities and then just for him not to be that leader through it and for him to you know to openly kind of break apart to everybody else in the resistance it just seemed really out of character a little bit for Poe that's all not to say that like I understand it's believable that they look like they were fucked you're putting too much credence in the book I am putting to, but that's my picture of what Poe, like that, this is, I'm just going on informed of what I believe Poe is from the movies to this point. Yeah. Or who Poe was, yeah. which, you know, I could be looking too much into that character. No, I don't, I mean, once, uh, once Snap dies, I would probably be less hopeful too, which by the way, oh, that was How fucking, upset were you when oh, Snap dies? I'm very upset. Like, oh. When he dies, I'm like, oh, poor Dylan. I'm fucking pissed off. This this character that, that that like look, good on you. Um, uh, what what's the actor's name? Uh, Greg. Uh, Greg Gr- Grunberg. Grunberg, right? He's like, oh, I'm back. Thank God, JJ brought me back for this. I'm like, mate, you you play the character for literally the smallest amount of time in my life. Like, I, I'm fine. No, that he you get had to play more him. lines and stuff than yeah, he did. I know, in but I'm saying ways. like within the movie context, he has a couple lines and scenes in the first, in the first movie. And in this, he has a couple lines and scenes. Greg Rungberg to me, isn't the character snap Wexley. Snap Wexley is the character that I've seen as Temin in the aftermath trilogy books. And then also appear as snap in fucking an entire comic run with Poe Dameron. And then also appear in the most recent book. Like I have entire books and comic books of that character. Greg Greg Grunberg isn't Snap to me. Snap is Greg Grunberg is playing the character Snap. He didn't create the you know what I mean like it's vice versa to to me. So them killing him off kind of annoys me because I would have liked to have seen him continue off in something else after this, but I I don't know whatever. I mean it's not the end of the People day. have to die in war. Yeah. People have to die. The, but what the Knights of Ren maybe they all came back they had to die as well. The other problem is for me, and this is once again reading into the book and having read the book or whatever and putting too much... See, the on. lesson here Literally, is don't read books. Don't read books. <laughs> don't read books. Don't don't commit yourself to loving I'll say, Star Wars. I'll say the, but, the one thing is, Kieran, because it's Kieran's like first uh, proper read is the Resistance Reborn book and listening to him this entire podcast, because I'm more used to over the years being like that, yeah, whatever. He's just like, but the, but the book... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am very much like that because of how much I loved it and enjoyed it. And even just the thing where not maybe like a minute or two after Snap dies, where Gentilis is like in this fucking movie and he's not like there's no reaction or like he's emotional like, oh, connection dead. from there. <laughs> It, there's nothing like that. Like, it's so frustrating. It's just like, we're here for you, Poe. And it's like, yeah, but your son just died. Guys, you couldn't be here fuck. like five minutes early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <sighs> I, I could do nearly a whole fucking podcast on why, in my opinion, Star Wars is actually at its best in the extended universe material. And over the last five years or six years since Disney's had it, the most of the good stories are actually in extended universe material or animated series. And the movies have proven not to be the most consistently reliable things for good Star Wars content, but, um, and how the movies probably should have done a better job at connecting all the dots, I guess. Cause I don't want a Marvel universe whole thing from Star Wars, but at the same time, I'm like, fucking Listen, hell. What they should have done from day dot is make Dave Filoni story. Well, doctor I, mean, or in charge. I, I don't, I don't want to spend too long on this, but 
I to chuck out my prediction now. I'm going to say that within the next six months or so, uh, or to within the next t- t- year at least, as we head into 2020, we're going to find out the future plans for Star Wars, and I 100% they're going to believe they're going to switch to more towards a Marvel-like setup of structure for the future of the films with someone in charge of storytelling and like structuring and these sorts of things. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being John Favreau with Dave Filoni yeah. potentially helping him out or something along those lines, because Would make um, sense. yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's what they're going to move over towards because the last, this era of star Wars movies has been very hit or miss and it just needs, I, I think everyone seems like it. Well, it's, it's hit and miss at the same time. Yeah. It's just needs Mandalorian's good, hand. but movie's bad. Like <laughs> no, each movie is like hit one half of the audience, but they miss the yeah, other and half. miss the other half. Yeah, yeah. Um, what the fuck was it talking about? Oh, snap dies. Bunch of yep. other. See this. Uh, another see another problem I have with this movie is a lot of scenes where I, I feel like I should have been feeling really emotional and happy. I didn't get n- nothing from them. So like when all the ships turn up, you know, and it's supposed to be this really hopeful like, moment. Finally. That, I was just like, okay. The thing that we saw in the trailer is happening. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And I I honestly feel like the reason that this scene doesn't work is because here's a scene where you should have played to fan service and it would have worked. And the one time they should have played the fan service is here and it, nope, don't get nothing. The only one cameo we get is Wedge for one second. Inside the I was Falcon. waiting for there to be more characters. I was I was waiting for this to be your Ahsoka moment. Mm-hmm. And it should I was have been. waiting for like I was waiting the for ghost, Ahsoka yeah. moment. I was waiting for the ghost to turn up mm-hmm. as well. What's well, there? The like, ship's there, but we don't see anyone. The ship's there, it. but there was never the trailer had a really close shot of a section of the ships. I never feel like we got that close shot in the actual movie. No. I feel like it was a fairly Wide. expansive shot just no. full of shit honestly this is as much uh, like this movie had weird amount of fan service in it obviously throughout the whole thing and it shouldn't have and i didn't like most of it but this is the time this is the scene where you play on fan services strings and you start showing characters you start showing wedge right there's original trilogy fans they're going to be happy you start showing people like fucking ahsoka and shit for people like me you know make me happy you start showing people like um uh shiv or, uh, yeah. God, I was just... From Battlefront yeah, shit. You know, like you start just... Shiv. And- random characters, right? This is the scene for fan service where if, if even if you're sitting there like Ash is sitting in the cinema and you're like, oh, I recognize who that is. I don't recognize who that is. But you start having so much characters just flash on the screen for one, two seconds, one line, and you start just hitting the fan service and it makes this moment of fucking 500 ships turn up be this epic, amazing, emotional experience. But instead I sit there, I'm like, eh, cool <laughs> and the problem is because the movie because the movie is so fast paced there's no moment to let this epic awesome hope filled section breathe it immediately goes from this yeah we're gonna do it we can start doing it to yeah. we're all getting fucked up by the Emperor. yeah well now we it's get like yeah i mean I, the force lightning thing into the air that's just hitting all the, sh- the ships i'm like cool <laughs> but not his own ships not his own not ships. his own the ships force yeah. lightning no i don't understand how it works i i don't know the force i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i didn't care for finn almost like you know trying to martyr himself or whatever where it wasn't really trying to martyr himself it was he's like i'm on a one-man mission but i got janna now so we're cool let's go we'll shoot the thing blop thing we're riding horses on the ship let's go cool thing um let's get to the end of the movie fuck it so obviously the, the end is going to be controversial and by the end i don't Wait. mean the last second yet I'm what about mean. ray 
like getting connecting to all the past Jedi's. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, oh, that, so that's what I, I thought I mean, you were jumping that, further ahead. No, 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 I'm, I'm jumping to the end. Like the the end. Like this is the end, right? End of this I mean, fight. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the end of the movie, and then after this is an epilogue of everyone hugging and then fucking traveling to Tatooine. Um, Ray, so uh, Palpatine gets his powers from them, sucks out their paradigm life force energy or whatever. Then he chucks Kylo or he yeets Kylo down a fucking hole in the ground. Yo, yo, yep. See you later, boy. Um, and then Kylo uh, knocks Ray out as well. Um, then he does the whole force lightning shit, but Ray manages to wake up. She's laying on the back. She finally does the whole call out to all the Jedi thing. And then the camera like travels up into the sky. And then we start hearing all these voices. You hear Yoda. You hear Obi-Wan Kenobi, Alec Guinness, Alec Guinness plus uh, Ul McGregor. You hear Ahsoka. You hear Kane and Jarrus. You hear a couple of random members, including on the Jedi Council. Mace Windu, you I hear think. Mace Windu's there as well. And a couple of us like Shati and some other random shit. Um, I'm sure there's some I'm missing. Anakin. But I can't remember. Anakin, of course, yeah. One line from him saying, like, save, uh, return Qui-Gon. balance to the force, like I did, or something like that is what he says. Qui Gon's there as well. Like, it, it's Maul. all these voices, but the reason the scene isn't very good is because it's just voices. And it, that's. Sorry, I'd like to point out that um, Ashley said Darth Maul. I uh, don't want him no, to get away with Darth that. Darth Maul is not there. <laughs> no, this scene did nothing for me because I, I don't understand its context or what it means. Because they just gave him more strength, you know? no, but yeah, I don't understand. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I it, let, it, let, let, it let's it's it. another fan service kind of thing that, yeah, you know, trying to remember build how, her up how, to give her the strength or whatever. I don't know. Remember how before the, we went in, obviously, the last episode before this, and we was talking all about stuff, I said, in the end, I wanted only the couple Jedi who could actually become Force Ghosts to turn up mm-hmm. and be there in the room with her to give her the support she needed to be able to defeat Palpatine. Now, the people that are doing the voiceovers here to give her strength and fill her with all the Jedi aren't all people who can turn into Force Ghosts, which is why we don't see them there, presumably. But then, what the fuck are they? Is my question, and I don't understand. And what's like Ahsoka, who we assume is alive at this point? Well, I mean, this, ba- like, this basically says she's dead at this point. Or is, it's like it a, she glimpsed into the world between worlds, and everybody just yeah. be happy oh, to talking God. at the so, same time. Yeah. So just to put little asterisks on this, it do- it doesn't confirm or say that if any of these people are dead or alive or force ghosts because they're not force ghosts. Like, if, if Ahsoka turned up as a force ghost, then that would say that she's dead. But because I don't know what the fuck this is, then I don't know if it means Ahsoka's dead or alive. And either way, I don't care. Like, if Ahsoka's dead at this point, I'm, what like, whatever. <laughs> it's, it should be oh, old no. as fuck. <laughs> I can still get my TV series that's set 30 years before this where her and Sabine go look for uh, Ezra, so I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but sure, yeah, I... Yeah, I this scene was weird. I don't understand it, and it didn't. I guess it was supposed to be emotional, but I got nothing from it. Nothing. And the thing is, <laughs> I didn't. It was supposed to be a throwback to the moment when she was hovering in the rocks earlier. Yeah. But I didn't understand what she was trying to do earlier when she was originally hovering in the rocks. Like, I didn't know that, that she was trying to reach out to connect with the Jedi's of the past, and I was like, okay. And it just felt, yeah, it felt really forced. And it was like, so what, what did this do? Did this just give her the self-belief that she can become yeah, the Hokage one day? that's what I took but... it as. It just gave her the self-belief, which is basically what I wanted to happen with the couple Force Ghosts. But because they're random like, voices, I don't understand how it works because that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't like, have been Mace Windu didn't so become a Force cool. Ghost, so. 
Wouldn't it be so cool for like to have Yoda there in the moment of the Emperor's ultimate and final downfall? Like to bring Yoda's story full force where he couldn't do it himself, but he's there to support the person that can do it. Like it just Yeah, yeah. it's the same. I wanted Qui-Gon, I wanted Obi-Wan, I wanted Yoda, I wanted possibly Soka, um, Anakin. That was Mace it. Windu. Luke. Mace No, yeah. not Mace Windu. Mace Windu can't turn into a fucking force ghost. But it would have been important because it also would have been full circle because he was there when he turned into the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. emperor. Yeah, but Mace Windu doesn't never learn how to become a ghost, so he's just dead and gone. Well, yeah, I don't think it really matters. No, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what this is, so it's weird. Anyway, we'll move on because I don't. It's, it didn't do anything for me. Um, so then she comes back up and she grabs a lightsaber and she kills Palpatine, I guess. <laughs> What? How exactly? Is it just the same thing that it's literally just Luke deflecting did? the? Yeah, it's literally just deflecting the lighting, and it was. You so would boring. think you would learn. Yeah, and the emperor just can't. And the emperor just can't. You know, like he can't just stop it or turn he's it old, off. No. He's forgotten how to turn the lightning off. Yeah, he, and he literally just and dies the same way. It was boring. It's like they'd set the. This is why it makes me think that Palpatine's threat of or thing of strike me down and I flow into you is is real because the movie then acts like she can't just run up there and dish, and kill him like in normal way by striking him down with a lightsaber. I don't know. For, and for, then they have to do this way, which is so dumb. For a hot second when he stopped the lighting and lightning and looked at her, I thought he was actually gonna pull out some lightsabers and was gonna actually have a proper fight. But then when he started just force lightning her, I'm like, okay, and then she grabs off a saber and but cool. that's that's your problem when you have a like the um, antagonist of the movie not have the capability to fight <laughs> at this point to fight with the lightsaber. You know there was a rumor for a long time. Didn't stop Yoda. No, or Count the, Dooku. Yeah, he's, that's a CGI character. Count Dooku did. You think they couldn't fight. have CGI stunt doubled? Yeah, he's well, wearing a cloak the entire time. You just put like a really funny mask on a person. There was a ru- there was a rumor for a very long time that. Uh, Matt Smith was cast in this movie and everyone thought he was going to play a young version of Palpatine. I think watching the movie now, what would make sense was that he was going to possibly play like after Palpatine sucked all the the energy back in that it turned into like Matt Smith, I guess, or something like that. But then I guess they decided against it. If if there's any truth to this rumor, which it was heavily rumored everywhere. So I don't know. Um, Anyway, Palpatine blows up like in Indiana Jones and when opens the fucking Nazi box or whatever yep. melts away. <laughs> and then Ray dies because reasons. And, uh, right. Uh, Kylie manages to call his right. Ben, I better call him his proper name. Ben manages yeah. to crawl his way out of the hole somehow. Whatever. I don't mind. Uh, limps. Cause his, Palpatine hasn't learned throwing somebody down a doesn't hole. Kill doesn't them. kill them. Yeah. Style. He should know best. Well, he should, yes. <laughs> uh, he then limps his way over to Ray's body, and then we get a very prolonged scene of Ben holding Ray's corpse, which is when a little girl cut, started crying in my cinema and had to be taken out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I looked, I typed Ray dead into Twitter, because obviously I didn't care about spoilers after the movie, and I found someone else tweeting about some of the thing. So I was like, Apparently, this is at least something that's happened twice across the world. So I'm going to presume it's happened more than once. And I got to be honest, I think it's, yeah, because even I, because I was watching the scene, I'm like, 
there's a very long scene of like someone holding uh the dead character that a lot of five and six year old girls dress up as and mm-hmm. love and little girls that age aren't going to be able to think yeah but he's probably about to save her or some shit they're just going to see their hero dead as a corpse and um they're going to cry and freak out and leave the cinema so has there been the another guy- this is going to be sound like a really weird question has there been another corpse in Star Wars? Um, Technically, because they had to, like, uh, they freaking cremated um, both Darth Vader and Qui-Gon. Mm, there's not been a corpse like this. I think this is the probably the most, like, graphic thing that's been in Star Wars, personally. I know that's a weird thing, because I think this is actually more graphic than someone's hand getting cut off or something, because there's, like, a certain cartoonish what about, element to it. But what about... Anakin just getting totally like just that's like, dismembered. Yeah, see, it's weird because that's like more of like a horror element, I guess. But this is this like hits a very like human thing, especially because it's like the human, mm. like the hero character mm. that, especially for yeah. children, is going to be. I guess I think is actually scarier than seeing like Anakin burning alive. Like yeah. that's like uh, cover your eyes, scary. This is like my world is coming apart. Santa Claus isn't real type shit. You know, like. You know, it reminded me, well, obviously it's because it's just a dead body, but the episode, The Body from Buffy, where Buffy's mum dies, it, it's like that. It's just that. a dead body. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it is just a dead body, but I just think for kids, and I guess that's evident of my screening, because yeah. the girl had to run out, it's just they don't, it's it's just very confronting, I guess, and that's what I'm saying, like, all the, just picture all these little girls across the world who dress up as Ray, and suddenly she's just on the screen, and the scene is very long, like, it's several minutes of, or at least a minute or so, nearly two minutes probably of mm. just dead Ray body, and the way the camera's panned, it's just her lifeless body <laughs> just being With eyes handled. open, right? Uh, no. no, her eyes are closed. No, she closes her eyes. Okay. Yeah, but it's still just, like, because... Ben's like grabbing her and her body's just like very limpless, like grabbed across. Anyway, so I'm going to be interested to see how that scene is generally talked about, especially from like a parent's perspective, I guess, for kids and stuff going forward. Because, yeah, as I just said, <clears throat> it's a weird one. <laughs> no, I can understand one. why that would be distressing, obviously. Yeah. You put yeah. in all the context, then yeah. Yeah. But these are kids' films, so, you know. So they shouldn't have it. <laughs> so that's I mean, why really. they should be in there. You know, this is these children's Bambi. Ah, dear. Um, <laughs> I'm glad way. that we're going back to scarring children from a young age. Yeah. Toughen them up. <laughs> None of this is millennial bullshit. We're not allowed on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> Ash was working a nine to five job when Lion King came out. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yep. Then Kyle, I was like, where are we? Um, <laughs> ben obviously then uses his remaining life force. He, he gives his life life to bring her back to life is what it plays out as, which I guess they thought was going to be poetic. Uh, and then he, she's, is. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think, but we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. He, she comes back to life. They look at one another, Ben, Ray. He smiles for the first time in the entire fucking franchise after they kiss <laughs> and then he dies. Smiles once and he dies. I fucking hate that he dies. <laughs> I actually fucking hate that he dies. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because once I want to pause again, on the, the death discussion because it, uh, it ties into the 
because okay. it ties into the questions we got from. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. So we'll just we'll just wrap up this and then we'll. I'll just reel that in. I'll reel that we'll in. Reel it in for a hot second. We'll we'll come back to the death. Um. So then after all this, Ray takes off. Or well, hold up, Ben does become one with the Force. I guess is worth mentioning. Yeah. Um. And Leia does at the same time. Yes, and Leia does at the same time. Then uh, Ray takes off. They're all alive. Happy go day. Lando saves Finn amongst all this. They head back to base. Everyone hugs. Um. This movie has its gay couple we get in the background <laughs> all the ships are crashing everywhere and we get a shot of ewoks which again yeah, made me made me happy we got some ewoks super fan service and on the nose i mean yeah why were there no gungans <laughs> in this movie you're gonna bring back ewoks no i, I would love to see because it. I would lo- isn't naboo gone i would love to see naboo naboo's been destroyed so there's no more gungans no naboo's fine what are you talking about? Didn't Naboo get destroyed? Uh, no, Palpatine, had Palpatine tried to destroy it. Alderaan got it. destroyed. Alderaan. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought, no, I thought Naboo was one of the locations that got blown up in Force Awakens. No. No, no. no. Coruscant. Maybe. No. There was lots no, of it places. Was not, it, was, it was not Coruscant either. Coruscant is still alive. Is it? Uh-huh. It's because they, they, they blew up the New Republic section of worlds, but they explained after The Force Awakens in one of the books that when they formed the New Republic, that every so many years or whatever, that the home world of where the New Republic was based was moved around or something for diplomatic reasons kind of thing. So it wasn't actually on Coruscant anymore. It was like a different sector of planets. Um, But everyone assumes it's Coruscant, obviously, because that's the planet everyone knows. Um, Was there anything else there? No. They all hug at the back. Uh, Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. This is my my moment that I cringed about earlier that you remembered when you said the word medallion or medal or something because Chewie gets given a fucking medal by Mars. So I can, I can, I can fix this. I was very angry the first time. Let me, let me take you through my story and I think this will help you. At first... Mars gives him the medal. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. They already gave him his medal in the comic book. Why do they keep bringing this up in the movies? Just get the fuck over it. How stupid. That was my first reaction. <laughs> Second time watching the movie, I realized what actually happens, which is, and a lot of this is just obviously because it's very quick scenes and you miss what's happening. Ha- Leia has that medal when she goes down, obviously on the bed to do her whole force thing. It is presumably Han's medal, not hers. Or because yeah. she didn't get one, right? So it's Han's medal. Right, so then okay. later, Mars takes the medal off ha- uh, Leia and gives it to Chewie. So she's giving Chewie Han's medal, which is actually nice. It's Han's medal. I say, Chewie, this trilogy has just been fuck with Chewie moments. I just, like, yeah, I just remember the other moment where I teared up was when uh, Chewie had his cry out when he found cry. out that Leia died. That was another actual tear up moment, yeah. Because everybody, like, the people that he's, you know, loved and cared about for the last fucking however long in his life, he's just yeah. fucking are all dead. Rather short That's what happens really when you age age slower than everybody else, you know? Everybody dies. I'm really uh, upset that um, Maz wasn't more smitten with Chewie, you know, trying to get into those celebratory makeout sessions. Yeah, they kind of forgot about that part too. Yeah. That's... That- I guess Maz, it looks like Maz has been around a lot, so maybe she's been doing, they've been doing the, they've been having some Wookiee in the time between films. <laughs> did Mike you just dropped. like high five yourself? <laughs> he did just high five himself, everyone. Um, 
Oh dear. I was trying to think, yeah, so uh, the other thing that happens here with everyone hugging and whatever else, in case anyone missed my joke before, is that JJ in all the interviews was saying that there was going to be finally a uh, LBGT representation in this movie and it's it's the woman oh, who right. was like healing, like wounding up uh, Chewie in Force Awakens is seen kissing another character in the background of a scene, which is nearly as bad as in uh, Endgame <laughs> where they have uh, one of the director's playing a gay dude in a fucking meeting for a hot second. (laughs) And I just felt like, for me, the the scene of the three of the main trio hugging together, it felt like a very almost like Harry Potter moment where I was like, oh, they're all saying goodbye to the world and it's all over. And Yeah, so (laughs) they, everyone hugs, Poe hugs, Finn hugs. Uh, then the weird one of the other weird scenes that happens here is the Jenner and um, Lando thing, which, which oh, yeah, I don't know singing. if that's I I don't where believe. Are you from? Yeah, where are you from? Oh, we'll find out. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what the fuck that's setting up. It's definitely not a Disney Plus series. It's, when, it, when, <laughs> when that plays on it's Disney Plus, when there, the right? Star Wars Rise of Skywalker comes on on Disney Plus. A little ad will pop up in the corner when that scene plays. It ain't gonna coming play. soon to Disney Plus. They're not going to make that a fucking series because Billy Dee Williams is like ninety eight. He ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a book. It'll either be a if book. It turns out to be a book or comic book, book no. I guess. But even then, I hate it because it's like let's team up. There has let's to be team a up two or three of the black it. characters into finding out where they're really from. That have that f- f- until now have Cold. not interacted at all, at black all until this yeah. point, and then. Old man in black. Fuck my life. I just dying. Oh, maybe it's because we've been recording for three hours, but. <laughs> Uh, this happens every time it reaches like fucking two and a half three hours any of these things and shit just goes (laughs) off the fucking side and I don't edit any of it because I'm like if anyone's still listening surely this is funny at this point (laughs) alright you good Ash? so we have the celebrations yeah good job Ash is it just me or is it the, the, the hug weird because Finn's in the middle there's like head like no, because no, they're all in a circle, but like, yeah. um, like Ray, no, the way and, like Poe are like holding hands on the outside. No, or are they? Is he in the Finn's middle? like in the middle? So when you, if you do two shot one on one side, you see Finn between the two, and on the other side, you see Ray and Poe on the other side. Well, you think Ray know. would be in the middle because she's the one who just saved everybody, and they both want to be hugging it. No, because the no, because both Poe's Poe's and Ray's connection to each other is really thin. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> either way, they're all hugging in that fucking square, and then the camera kind of fades out. And this is where the second time I watched the movie, I just left the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that, Dylan? Whatever could they do in the closing mi- moments of this movie to fuck the it all up? The section of this more? movie is terrible and contains my least favorite moment in all of Star Wars. Full stop. Which is the last thirty seconds of this movie? I think is the worst fucking corny shit in any Star Wars movie, which the I wrote last, in my review. The last two spoken words in Star Wars. 
I, made everybody cringe. That last, th- yeah, that last section is crin- more cringeworthy to me than I hate sand, and I'll take that. And does, and and, and undoes all of the thematic lesson of this movie, which is it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from, yeah. you can do whatever. It immediately yeah. wipes. So, that away. in case you don't know, for some reason you forgot the movie, which I mean, good for you. Uh, Maybe you're, blank, maybe you're fortunate and blank this part out. <laughs> or you left early. Now we're going <laughs> like to re, re, like remind a, you. Yeah. You had like a false connection that was like, maybe you should leave you now Nick, as you're blacked Nick Pry's out. brother you and you just left this. because you were like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ray, for whatever reason in the epilogue, decides to go to Tatooine, bring BB-8 for some fucking reason. Um, then she takes the two lightsabers Heads down, checks out where Luke used to live, I guess. Smells the roses, the empty blue milk, whatever else. Then she heads over and sends both the lightsabers, Leia's and Luke's, deep into the ground because Leia has a deep connection to Tatooine. And then... (laughs) (laughs) No, because Ray, what we didn't see is the cutscene where Ray went to Alderaan to bury it on Alderaan. And then was like, oh. Why, tra- why can't you just travel out to space Ugh. where Old Run used to be and just be like, chuck it out in space? <laughs> <laughs> just chuck it out the window. Or you could have, like, force powered, like, the remnants of the planet together. Yeah, she's powerful around enough. Around the lightsaber. Yeah. Surely after cool. Kylo died, she'd be, like, super strong now, double powers. Um, so she sends all those lightsabers down into the ground. And then, for whatever reason, just in case anyone asks, I guess they show that she did, in fact, build her own lightsaber finally. And it's a yellow one, which is cool. And I wish she'd built that earlier because then it would have made a, the movie more interesting to see her use her own fucking lightsaber. It's a twisty top. Had, like, a weird, like, spin. Yeah, like a twist top to start. It's not a clicky pen. Okay. It's a twisty pen. No, yeah. I mean,. It's cool. And then for whatever reason, some old lady's walking past and instead of just walking... On this giant dirt planet, <laughs> past this house has been abandoned for centuries. <laughs> and she decades. stops and goes, who are you? And Ray responds, Ray. And the person says, Ray who? And then she stops and thinks about it and Luke and Leia turn, off, turn up in the distance as force ghosts and she looks over and then she responds, Ray Skywalker, and then the music kicks in and she looks over in the fucking twin sons, which she has a huge connection with because she is never born on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Ash, your tweet is so fucking accurate with... The the last two movies had the titles the wrong way around, and just like the Planet of the Apes, they should be the other way around. It's very true. It's very true. And I hate the end of this movie. <laughs> like a legit, no yeah. legit. This is it. This is if I saw this script and I read this script, this outline, lady walking past, ask name, Ray, Ray who, Ray Skywalker, I would have went fan fiction. <laughs> like terrible fan fiction. Utter <laughs> terrible shit. Like, why is she taking their name? Why isn't she just, you know, changing the name Palpatine into a force of good to, you know? No, no. and, you know, I don't want, yeah, I just want to get to wrapping up because we've got the questions to get. So we don't need to spend t- 10 hours on this, but obviously, yeah, it's stupid because Last Jedi is like, it doesn't matter who you are. And now she's like, I'm going to take the name Skywalker because I fucking can, I guess. <laughs> can, can I just chuck out. I, I love what, look, going through all the reviews of like things and the reactions. Uh, I've got uh, my favorite response, and it probably fits here. Uh, the rise of Skywalker could not could only have been ruder to Ryan Johnson if they had motion spoofed it. 
Who was that? Yeah. <sighs> Shout out to follow. Carl Buchanan from New York Times. Got him. Um, all right. So that was how the Skywalker saga <laughs> ended. Questions. Questions. So I've got I've got two questions. I've got one from Mr. At not not Samwise, Sam Nicholson, and then uh Drew Agnew as well from of course House of Murray. So, first, Sam, question for Aldering. Do you feel that Ray and Ben's roles should have been reversed at the end of the movie? Ray sacrifices herself to the line of potential Palpatines going bad, leaving a d- redeemed Ben to be the last Skywalker carrying on the legacy on Tatooine, probably looking at the two setting suns for a cheesy yet wholesome final shot where it all began. To me, it felt like Ray pretending to be a Skywalker was unearned and took away from her being her own great Jedi in spite of being a Palpatine. Thoughts? I I would be interested to see uh, a ver- that version. I think that would be interesting, especially Ben showing up potentially at the resistance i don't know if they do star wars what if then that's what i would would like disney plus the 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 problem for me with ben's death is that it then is too much like it just seems to be darth vader's death all over again where redeems himself then dies where like no, none of the t- the bad guys have had to when they've redeemed themselves have had to deal with the consequences of their previous actions that they're no longer you know they can't just turn into good guys and forget about all the bad they've done and i think uh, stories the ongoing stories after stories afterwards in books comics maybe a tv show about kylo about ben working through the universe and rebuilding the jedi with dealing with his past and dealing with what he used to be. I think that would have been really interesting. And I don't think that either of them had to die. Even though I was the one that wanted Finn <laughs> to die. I still think He can't that I still think they force sensitive. I think I think if they had both survived, A, it would have quote unquote brought balance to the force with the two of them. And they could have rebuilt and pushed the world, like the galaxy I mean, forward together. And I think that's a much better Is ending. there balance in the Force now, technically? Because they just got rid of all the Sith. Possibly, because there was no Jedi originally up until like now. Except for Luke, but Luke had cut himself off from the Force, so all there was was Sith and bad I, I think I don't think they thought that far ahead of what no. <laughs> no, definitely not. I do think that would have made. And I think they kill. They would have preferred to kill Ben. Yeah, because it would have been a bad look to kill the female lead of you. Well, the quote unquote, she's <laughs> the movie. good guy. At the end of the day, she's always been the the good guy, and Ben's obviously Kylo Ren's the bad guy. And I think in obviously a more adult story that you could have that sort of ending, and adults could understand that. But we got to remember that this is a made for kids you know all ages but the kids are made for kids movie with (laughs) one minute of a corpse and i think that sort of (laughs) ending was just that would never be on the table i would be down for it though in in this version where we end up on tatooine yes i would prefer it to be ben looking out over the fucking twins (laughs) at least if the old lady walks past it's like what's your name together you know imagine different old lady walks past what's your name he thinks you know in his head he wants to say Kylo Ren, but he responds, Ben Skywalker. Oh, much better. 
<laughs> Why wouldn't it be Ben Solo whitewashing his father? Because it's rise, supposed to be they're supposed to be a Skywalker, Skywalker to rise. Yeah. You know how everybody was confused about why the fuck this movie was called Rise of Skywalker? Why are the new Jedi's going to be called Skywalkers? Is this terrible? Then no, it's much worse. Um, much yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew's question. name appropriation. That's what it is. Drew's questions. Uh, how do you guys feel about the kiss between Kylo and Rey towards the end of the movie? Personally, I sighed. I think it was pretty cheap throwing that in there. I might have missed something throughout the story, though. Although, judging by Dylan's review, this not, might not be the biggest problem the film has. <laughs> I, I think there was chemistry between the two of them, but I didn't. I didn't need the kiss to have, to be there to, to well, I think show I that say, chemistry. I think straight away it's like. You know, because the part where he says, I think it was pretty cheap throwing that in there. I might have missed something. I don't think you've per se missed something like very obvious, but obviously Raylo's exist for a reason. And that's because they all picked up on romantic or what they thought were romantic tensions. So, I mean, they've got, you just said they've got a connection. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. film, the films have always they just built wanted the to make it a little bit physical. I, I believe the, See, the first time I watched The Last Jedi, I, I didn't see it. Every time after, I took that scene uh, where they're actually sitting there and they've possibly been talking over that campfire for like hours at that point, you know, where Ray's mm-hmm. explaining the journey. Like, we don't know how long they were sitting there talking and where they finally touch hands. That is, to me, very symbolic. So, yes. I just think, like, Ray cares about him so much. Like, it, it seems like she cares about him being Ben. And saving Ben, and and she just seems to care so much, and she sees that goodness in him. Um, but and, to be, you know, Kylo you know uh, Ben would be wanting her the whole time as well. Like, if he wanted all the power, he could have killed her straight away. And mm. hypothetically, yeah, exactly, he could have uh, in been ruler of the whole universe. In a lot of ways, you know, he wanted. He didn't want to do it alone. In a lot of ways, it's kind of fitting Disney brought Lucasfilm because I think the Kylo Ray like romantic side of stuff is very like Disney like cartoon type thing you know where it's like no they're just in love or like you know like it's like this star-crossed lovers type thing I guess like yeah I think a lot of it like if you want to boil down that they are like this sort of Romeo Juliet star-crossed beings that the force brought together and blah 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 and then that's how the romance boils from and all this sort of stuff It, it really is just like this fairy tale romance that the movie, that the third movie in the franchise could have built upon what The Last Jedi teased and turned into something actually good. But instead, what this movie does is it makes them kiss and gives you about 30 seconds of Raylo material to try and appease that fan base. But then because it doesn't want to commit to it and it doesn't want to piss off the other side, then proceeds to kill Ben anyway. It tries to appease both sides of the fence and thus does nothing. (laughs) Like... You know, like it just does. It's it's so weird because I, I would actually describe this movie as it's trying to appease both the Last Jedi haters and lovers, but at the same time, I don't think that either Chris Terrio or JJ Abrams fully understood why certain people like the Last Jedi and why certain people hate it. Like they just, I think they understand, but they don't. I just i I don't see how they're trying to appease people from the Last Jedi. Like I don't. As a whole, overall, I see moments where I'm like, yeah, okay, you're trying. But as a whole, I'm like, I, I just feel like they, like, you know, 
the last Jedi was an ugly piece of history that they're in their eyes that they're trying to move around or forget. That's what I'm saying. It feels like JJ's like, yeah, I'll just fit the plot of two movies into this one and try and forget the last Jedi happened. Um, and then yeah. Drew also said, also, do you feel like the rush progression of this film is due to the events in the last Jedi, not moving the story along far enough over the trilogy? Um, obviously I think that my opinion on if the last Jedi didn't move the story far enough forward is, <laughs> uh, I mean, well I think looking at the trilogy now that the last Jedi does the most character progression of any of the movies, full stop, doesn't move the story forward. I don't know. It depends what you consider the story. So the thing is, it's this movie retroactively makes the last Jedi look like it didn't move things or progress things along enough. And that's because JJ isn't going from our perspective, JJ isn't going as using the last Jedi as a building block to end the story off. He's using, he's just seeing the last Jedi and going, no, I need to establish a fuck ton of things to get my ending across now, which doesn't work, which, which in like, you know, it, harms it and that's why as we've said a number of times through this podcast it would have served a really good purpose for there to be somebody which i thought they would have had somebody overseeing all of the story of this of these three movies and guiding it and making sure it gets to the right places they've always said they reckon they had a very loosey-goosey like abc and then they were allowing the directors of each to play along that path and make changes as they see fit I very much feel like whatever that was with Colin Trevorrow originally on as director got thrown out. And when JJ came on with very small amount of time to do the movie with Chris Terrio, and then you lead to this yeah. like rewriting on while they're filming because they don't yeah. actually just have time to. They got to, I think they got to the point where they couldn't say no to any of his ideas. Like, yeah. this is what I want to do. What are you going to do? Delay, delay production. Yeah, and it, no, it really especially makes- on the back of Solo. Yeah, with its all, all its issues, in a perfect world they would have said, "Hey, we're going to move the release date a year, mm-hmm. two years." If that if it was that's how it had to happen with other all the actor schedules and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and just fine tune that script, or even just have somebody that has an overall vision and is is enough is like passionate enough but, about that vision to stand by that vision without caving to outside pressure there's enough good elements in this movie to make a good movie yes. that's why yeah it's no secret there's a bunch of people currently on my twitter feed in love with this movie people who even people who did like the last jedi like this movie but obviously there is something missing for a large portion of the critical, at least the critical audience who are, you know, is the, we, we see a lot of the flaws. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. It's, it's funny because I'm finally in this weird scenario where obviously I'd consider myself a big Star Wars fan and I'm like, I don't see how, people love this movie like i legit don't if if people like this i'm like cool i'm happy for you because honestly i wish i did like it because i i want to i want wish i you could want like to it. live in a world where i just love every star wars movie i'm hoping as i said that by the time this comes out blu-ray whatever 
that there's extended universe material to help me like it more or maybe I can just get over some like grievances and I can enjoy it. I mean, even having watched it twice, the second time I watched it, like I gave it a five obviously, but it's still Star Wars so I can still enjoy watching it because it's just Star Wars. I like Star Wars. It's a five out of ten movie, yeah. but like as a Star Wars movie, I can still enjoy watching it. I'm just d- disappointed right now so it's very like hard to be excited <laughs> about like this movie plus uh, the future of Star Wars movies because... I'm just, the trilogies just went from, I think it's like, I think it's even more annoying. And I think a lot of people are going to feel this way because obviously one of the reasons I really like The Last Jedi is because it's like, here is a movie that finally like takes some risks and tells like a human story and does new and interesting things. And then, (laughs) you know, like, well, we get this. This is how we finish up. Anyway, um, there are questions. Um, does anyone have any last last thoughts to go over before I ask you? Where does it rank? Yeah, I'm going to ask you that in a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts though before we get to that, or moments you want to bring up, or just say prayers? <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Richard E. Grant. I think he did a good job. We barely talked about his character, but you yeah. know, he was so happy. He was there at the very end. He was he died. He. <laughs> Yeah, blew up, blew up, <laughs> out the window. Karen, Germany. Um, I just wanted to say, with with us going into this after this, after we rate, this is the end yeah. of order on Explosion. And it's a sad night to end it on, actually. But <laughs> and that's it's that really sad it that though. we've spent three. You know, but I want to say I've appreciated the show and I've appreciated doing this for the last, what, two years or, well, two years with We Missed a Year in the Middle. Um, because it's really nice to love a, a a story or a collection of, you know, a universe. And it's really, A, it's been really good to for, you know, Dylan's love of this universe to rub off on myself, and that's what I can say from. And I truly love Star Wars a lot more than I used to. And I appreciate it. And I hope people have really enjoyed listening to this because if not, there's a good portion of my life wasted. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I just, um, you know, we spent three hours and 20 minutes talking about a thing we love, even though we say, you know, we, we both, we're all disappointed with this movie. We still love yeah. to share that. That's, why, stuff, you that's know? why it's a and, weird place. Um, Cause it's like, it's, it's weird to end it on. Cause that's why I'm kind of disappointed. Obviously I do like the movie more. Cause it's like weird to end the episode, the final episode on like a sort of downer, but it's like, I'm not trying to like shit on the movie, but it's like, it'd be weird to come on here and pretend to love it more than I do for the sake of being like, I love Star Wars. I'm usually like yeah. happy positive on here. Like I talk about the prequels and be like, yeah, they're all right. You should watch them. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe over time that this movie will grow on me like the prequels did and whatever else. But that's, that comes back to the fact I always say about the prequels, which is the prequels grew on me because of all the material people made to help me appreciate those. So yeah, you know, we'll see. It's been an interesting time, and now the Explosion Network will never talk about Star Wars. We're we're all just removing it from our <laughs> ever lives. again. All right, Ash. <laughs> uh, do you have your full? Do, uh, one more question. Do you, you think know. I should register the domain remake uh, Rise of the Skywalker? Please no, no. <laughs> should I, does my last note on this have to be that? Please don't attack anyone that makes movies you don't like or are disappointed by or do weird fucking fanboy stuff. Just 
just get over it, you know, whatever. That, literally, that's why, like, I can't remember the exact line I put at the end of my Star Wars review, but I, like, when I wrote my review for the first time, I was like, my review sounds like kind of a weird downer at the moment because it just ends with me, like, with some snarky line where I'm like, um, fuck, I can't move. I'm, I'm going to open it right now just to, to get my fucking facts straight. But I, I wanted to make sure that my review ended on a note because I'm like, this is what Star Wars is to me. So, I ended on a sad way to end the series, but of course there will be more and it's big galaxy full of stories to tell, which is how I feel about in general. Like I'm disappointed by this, but Star Wars to me is more than just one movie and the end of this trilogy. Like it's the million and one series and books and comics and everything. And I think that's what helps me feel okay with this movie and being disappointed by it. Cause I'm like, eh, Star Wars is like more to me than just this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. not the end. No. Not, not really. It's the end of this saga, which is sad that the saga has ended this way, but really it's just, you could look at it as it's just another door opening to Star Wars because now we're going to get Star Wars material that is free from the shackles of this saga because so many people have, you know, there's always something attaching or making people feel like they need to be attached to this main storyline. Now we're going to get Star Wars stories, more Star Wars stories like The Mandalorian, where it is completely devoid of things from mm. the main saga, and we can just watch and enjoy it. And I'm excited for that period. I'm excited for what comes next. Yeah. And even at the moment, I'm like, well, we've got an episode of The Mandalorian left. That's exciting. That's literally a week away. And then in February, I have The Clone Wars to look forward to. So it's not even like, you know how like in the past when Star Wars trilogies finished, it was like, okay, what's next? Nothing. I'm like, I've got shit coming up. I literally know I've got more Star Wars. <laughs> it's not, the end, yeah, it's not the end of it. All yeah. right, Ash, for the last time on Older Explosion, do you want to, can you read your full list from start to finish or do you need me to list off what you've got happening? No, hang on. I had it a second ago. All right, everyone calm down. Everyone calm down. Here it is. There it is. All right. Uh, so bottom last, here's your Currently or do you want me to add? No, add it. Just read it in order. Just, and add in Rise, if you can do that. Where it fits. Yeah, add in where it fits. Uh um oh. <laughs> from 10 to 11 no 11 11 to, to one. 1 uh attack of the clones phantom menace <sighs> new hope <laughs> uh <laughs> uh rise of skywalker revenge of the sith <gasps> solo Jedi, Force, <laughs> Awakens, Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, and Last Jedi, Shove One. I hate you so much. You just said Solo is a better movie. <laughs> you don't think Solo is a better movie than this? No, I don't. At least I the don't. characters have character growth. No, it's not that much better than Solo, but it's better than Solo. Karen, what's yours then? Fuck. It, it was close. It's okay. it's very it's all very close. Attack of the It's all very close. It's still fresh. Got Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace, Solo, Rise of the Skywalker, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Empire, Last Jedi, Rogue One, Return of the Jedi. So I, I fucking installed Letterbox or whatever on my phone before so I could to be one of those cool kids that I can screenshot my list later and tweet it out to get all the hot takes out. So I prepared mine ahead of time on my phone. <laughs> <clears throat> Attack of the Clones. Solo. Phantom Menace. Rise of Skywalker. Now, 
I'll just pause for a sec because I will say that although I th- I would rank if, if I was reviewing Solo like as a movie like if I was writing a review for the web fight, website I think my my score for Solo would be higher but ranking them Star Wars movies I it's bullshit you Solo <laughs> Solo hate the Solo <laughs> Solo abol- abolishments you know everybody's just trying to forget about Solo mm. hashtag make ho- make Solo two happen. Mm. Is this the hill you're choosing to yeah, die on? Yeah, I'm going to die on this hill. Run explosion. Is this really, really what's happening? Um, Rise of Skywalker, A New Hope, The Force Awakens, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, and The Last Jedi, of course, number one. So that is it. And everyone take your final bow. The Explosion Network is hanging up another podcast, no matter what Ash says. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've, if you've enjoyed listening to Alderaan Explosion at all across the last couple of years through this period of Star Wars movie times, please be sure to let us know. You can tweet at ExplosionPod or tweet at me at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L, at Kieran, at your boy Ringo, at Ashley, at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. And make sure if you hear us talk about more movies and stuff, TV shows for Star Wars announcements when they happen check out what do you want to watch our fortnightly movie and TV podcast in the future I'm sure there'll be more Star Wars content on the side of course you've got the Mandalorians happening at the moment so make sure you listen to that next week as we talk about the finale of that show uh, that's on explosionnetwork.com find it on youtube.com slash explosionnetwork and for the last time may the force be with you always What's that face, Ash? <laughs> I mean, they could. <laughs> now they think. No, no. When they did the 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 voices, they had Luke say, "May the force be with you always." All right. They could have had Leia do the always. They're strapping in front of three hours, everyone. <laughs> Let's jump in. Hashtag <laughs> justice for Alden Einreich. Let's start there. <laughs> 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 I saw that. I saw. That. <laughs> Fuck this show. No wonder we're retiring it. <laughs> no. Send in your Twitter questions. The show's over. Do Ash. another episode. Fuck's sake. <laughs>